And welcome back, everybody. We are finally getting back into the movies again for Harry Potter Roundtable. This week, we go over the... Excuse me? Fourth movie in the in, in the series. And that is Goblet of Fire. Where we are introduced to a very old tradition of the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Buckle up, this is going to be a lot of fun. back in. I am not alone tonight. I am being joined by Canadian Basement and Mr. Marvel 613 aka Connor. Ignore that blob back there. <laughs> hey, you met me for a second. I'm like, hey, I gone. How is everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I think me and Basement almost tied for speed running. I think I was done like about 30 minutes before he was. Well, yeah, as soon as we like, get getting... on the call, he shares the screen and <laughs> shares the rest of the movie with us. I got things to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. One of them was watching this. And I did finish it. Uh, whatever, I've seen this movie before. He did. He did finish it indeed. So without mm-hmm. further ado... Without any spoilers, gentlemen, thoughts going it into this? Sucked. She said, ignore the blob. She said, she said gentlemen, not you. <laughs> uh, basement, you first. Uh, without any spoilers. Um. Or at least not going too deep into it, because we're going to talk the whole movie anyway. So. Getting deep. Yeah. Um, good movie. This is this is another one that I think after the third one, I expected a little bit of a dip. But knowing the books, uh, I was impressed with the the directions they took, like directorial leap. That's a word. Yes, it is. <laughs> because uh, they 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 did switch to like a teenage theme in the third one. This is taking it a little step further, um, and it does play out over the course of it. It is mainly still teenage theme, and then you hit that point where it's like, the next movie, you know, it ain't gonna be really in the same vein. Like if I had to, if I had to say, okay, the first two were kids book, kids movies. Mm-hmm. The next two are like young teen movies, and then the following ones are all like sixteen and up in terms of age group that should watch it. I can agree with that. Could like I guess relate to it. Um, one thing I want to say because it, it's a through line throughout this whole movie, and I, I was I always thought like, what the fuck, what is off about this movie? <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, there's something not the same. And then I like found out that it was the score is not done by the same person. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because the music, yeah. the music is good, but it's not like Harry Potter's music used to be like part of the whole magic of the movie and really got you into it. This is like a well-scored movie. It just doesn't have that extra oomph from the score. I, I think and I that, think that's the thing that like 
I've, it's always eluded me as to like, what is? Why doesn't this feel like the, the last three? <laughs> yeah. Why isn't it the same? I, I, damn it! <laughs> I I kind of attest that to the tone of the movie too, because let's face it, when we get to it, like it's it's vastly different than the other three that we've seen so far, and we'll, and, and we'll talk about that like when we get to the spoiler section. But um, this one, going into it just off of memory, was my favorite. And it still holds up uh, it, just for the exact same reason that we've all talked about before. Like now we're getting into some heavy shit. Like now we're getting into some like, well, it, it's going to get like deeper. It's going to get more complicated. It's going to get more emotional. Now we're on movie four. So I'm like when we were talking about how the first one kind of, you know, it did. It, 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 like the first three felt like Disney movies to an extent, which not in a bad way per se. But now it's like, oh, this thing happened at the end that's never happened at the end before. So, um, whoopsie daisy. Uh, e- everything really like the, the 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 intensity just kept revving up slowly and slowly and slowly. Um, I, I without remembering the fifth without remembering off the top of my head the other movies just in general, but I remember that this one always struck a chord with me as just far as like. Oof, the, the the tone, the grandioseness, but I, I do agree with the, the sentiment about the score. It's not having the same, like, like the grand feeling to it that the other three had. But either way, it's just like, whew. Sometimes the, the, the score of the other three almost, in a good way, overshadowed the movie, where yeah. you kind of don't have that in this. It plays along as, like, and it's it, it works in favor of, like, the themes and stuff this movie goes for. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I also found this movie, especially on this rewatch, had a lot of, like, comedic beats that were, like, offshoot, like, teen sex humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but, it, but, like, the way that they integrated it, it was, integrated into the film worked because it's... Like the the theme, like a lot of the stuff that happens in this movie, it's geared around like teenagers and being like, oh, I'm interested in girls. Oh, we want to do this. If they didn't play it off for like the in a comedy way, I think it would have been very well, great, pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of my licorice wands. It would have been pretty fucking terrible if it was like played for like in in a real sense. The the slight bit of comedy really works here and it's not overdone, which right. is great. Well, one thing in the Harry Potter movies in general is like the whole like teen romance puberty shit isn't really leaned on much except for when we'll get into the movies, but when we get to them, but like I feel like they really weren't much of a focal point of these movies. Um, this one kind of toyed with it, and I think I think Order of the Phoenix does more with it when we get there. But um, which, hey, I'm totally fine with that. Let's give these kids some PTSD and fucking call it a day. <laughs> I, I'm in agreement with you guys. Um, this is the movie where you actually where you notice that not only J.K. Rowling but also the people behind directing this movie knew that their audience was growing up because you had the kids that read the books as they came out. And now you have the kids that are watching the movies as they're coming out around the same time of each other. So you're having your audience grow. So the movie has to grow with your audience. And I feel this movie is actually proving that they're trying to show that. Yes, we understand what you are going through as a teenager. So we're going to give it to you in a magical way. 
<laughs> and how to handle Did it in a death? magical way. <laughs> so. I'm going to give it to you in a magical way. <laughs> uh, anybody else notice too, like, for, like from the last movie to this movie, Ron, aged about ten years. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Twenty-six oh years God. old. This movie. <laughs> he had the squeaky voice, and all of a sudden, damn, I'm a man. I think it also is because like Daniel Radcliffe is like very small stature, mm-hmm. and I think uh, <laughs> I can't remember Emma Watson is too. And if, he's not even he's not even that big of a person. The actor that plays Ron, I think he's like five eight or something. But he looks like he's like seven foot two compared to everybody else. He's a towering fucking monster of a man. That's all right. It's just it's you know it, Ron's cracking open a beer. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> and then, oh, hey, and then oh, you also Harry. you also look at the twins, and then all of a sudden, they, they, <sighs> the last movie, you could still believe they were like fifteen. Now they look like they're thirty. <laughs> I said I said this to Basement off off before we got on here. This movie just once again reminded me that the twins are some of my favorite part of the entire franchise. Oh god, they're yeah. they're they're so they're so much fun. We'll get, we'll get there, but um, yeah, Harry, I'm wrong. <laughs> There's a lot of like leeway given for like age acceptance in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no joke about that. Oh god. Um, but yeah. So that being said, let's jump right in on this and try and get through this as quick as we can. <laughs> oh, it won't be quick. <laughs> oh, no, because the first paragraph like is literally this big. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, Ron, and Hermione enter their fourth year at Hogwarts. After having a strange dream of the Dark Lord and his Death Eaters, Harry Potter <laughs> awakens at the Weasley's house where they shortly depart for the 40, 422nd Quidditch World Cup. After the match, the camp is attacked by Death Eaters. The three later arrive at Hogwarts, where they find that the magical school will be hosting a legendary event called the Triwizard Tournament, in which one wizard each from two rival schools and Hogwarts will compete in three dangerous tasks. I'm reading this like a news reporter, and I don't know why. Later tonight. <laughs> One of the schools of the Bo... Oh, I can't use... Oh, God. Bo Batten Academy? Yeah, Bo Batten and Durmstrang. The rival schools arrive. The rules are announced. Now, we're going to pause it right there because there's a whole shit ton going on in just that short little bit. I have one note here for the beginning part with everything about, like, the whole, like, um, the camp being attacked. I just put (laughs) – this is – I'm going to go to fucking hell for this comment. Wizarding (laughs) (laughs) 9-11? It's pretty fucked up beginning to the movie is what I'm saying. There were no buildings. One little thing before we actually jump into actually reviewing this – did either of you pay very close attention to the actual Warner Brothers logo when the movie started? Skulls behind it. There are skulls, but you also see Nagini, the snake, moving through it in its reflection. Hey, forget oh, about it. Nagini's pretty... coming through here. What are you doing? <laughs> that's pretty cool. I didn't notice it. Yeah. I was I, too I, enthralled I, with the skull I, being shown have, in the middle. <laughs> I, have, I have heard, and I, I just never looked at it, but I have heard something about like there's Easter egg in every single, in every single one. Oh, of there's the more than one in logo. every single movie, but there's not. Yeah. it's not like Marvel level. 
There's Jeez. very few little things. Um, Although I did see the NDA in the in the, in the Warner Brothers one, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, one of the one of the things with the end credits with this is no dragons were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> better fucking not. Um, so, okay, Th- this is a pretty fucked up beginning to the movie. Oh, yeah. I will be honest. Um, for, for side little note here, I have here is that um, I don't think this is the first time they've done this, but or at least it's not the first time they've shown it. But just little shit like the idea of them pointing the wands to their throat, which amplifies ampl- amplifies them to like speak like a megaphone yeah. or a loudspeaker. I I don't know if we've actually seen it done before, but I thought it was just fucking like just little shit like that is genius. Um, I love the idea of the the Quidditch World Cup being this like. Basically, like the equivalent of like the the fucking World Cup in soccer, or like yeah. FIFA or anything like that. Yeah, that's exactly um, how they treated it, and that was the entire plan from the beginning, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, it, 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 with this, and then obviously we're gonna we're gonna talk about the other schools in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of like there's other fucking places besides goddamn Hogwarts in the UK is something I wish they elaborated on. In the more. other movies, yes. Yeah, and it's another one of those world building things where, like, you could have had, you could have done so much. Well, not so much more, but at least kind of like dabbled on it. And that's another reason I think one of the reasons why I like this like movie slash book so much is because you're world building at the same time and showing that like Hogwarts is not the only you know unsafe school environment for children <laughs> last year. That we decided, hey, you know, it's really great idea. Let's host. Two other fucking schools internationally. I'm sure nothing will go wrong here. That's totally fine. Um, but the Death Eaters attacking is kind of like um, this movie is just one big trauma fest, isn't it? It is. But that's that's that, the entire series from this point forward. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, everyone, uh, the kid should be dead right off the bat. The kid should be dead from the fucking portkey. Yes. Yes, what? I agree. I agree. There should be some deaths on that. I love how they're all dicks. They're like, they all fucking, they all fucking float down and crash into the ground. And then did anybody else notice that the, when they crashed into port key, I don't know about you, but it looked like the background was like a loading, a game, like like a game loading. It was just really fucking (laughs) slow. The pixelated pieces falling into place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, but uh, yeah, badass opening, uh, and then the Tri Wizard Cup. We'll, we'll get to in a second. But uh, basement. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry. What? Sorry. <laughs> Clear my throat. Fucking. <laughs> 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 oh god. <laughs> let, let me be. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. Let's moving on to the next. <laughs> oh my god, you okay? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's, I've been having problems. Okay. <laughs> so, he's, he's the one thing, this movie doesn't start with the Dursleys. First movie. We don't get them. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I, Shit. I like it because um, I feel like it breaks the formula that we had. It really, this is another way it separates itself from the last three. Uh, mm-hmm. It does so tonally, but it also does it in this. And it does something really good where it kind of bookends. It shows us Voldemort uh, and the, at the beginning. And shows us someone being killed because he went to a place he shouldn't have. And it also gives us the uh, the area that the end of the movie is going to be in. So it establishes what's going on. We need to see little baby Voldemort, which is fucking hilarious Creepy later on. As... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little floppy bit. They're so good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, Ronald Weasley, there's just, there's just a couple. The thing is, 
I kind of hate what this franchise does to Ron. He's so much more likable in the books, and he's so much more useful in the books. Mm-hmm. And you do still get some of the good Ron parts in Ron parts. Yeah. You get some <laughs> good parts with with Ron in, in here, but he's like sleeping in bed, and Hermione comes to wake him up, and, he's, and she wakes up him, and he pulls his cover up to <laughs> to cover his fucking naked body. It was great, as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porky's. What the fuck? This is like yeah, okay. So I agree with Connor in saying that the one thing that this this uh, movie does is ex- it world builds. It expands on the universe of Harry Potter. It shows other places and it shows how the world was kind of work. It, and it's still not the whole physical world, but it's uh, I guess parts of Europe, which is yeah. uh, which is interesting. And it also like it does it like in a mature way. It's mm-hmm. not kitty anymore uh the i found the um the the porky brings up questions for what happens later in this and why it isn't used more sooner or have why we haven't seen <laughs> any of it sooner in, the, in any of the other <laughs> movies yeah yeah but you know that's that's the one thing you'll learn with harry potter whatever happens in this movie we don't talk about anymore yeah and the next <laughs> it didn't exist before now uh the um the, the actual um fucking quidditch world cup was awesome it was like when they went there and it was like the whole tent scene that was pretty immersive i thought that was damn good i did i did giggle a little bit because i love how it's like no it's not the irish but we gotta get out of here <laughs> <laughs> the uh the uh i, I was oh, i'm always kind of fucking lost with victor crumb's character because he's like part of the world cup he's so good he's on the world team yet he's also in fucking he's high still school. in school yeah and he looks like he's 28 years old. <laughs> What's going on, man? Just explain it to me. Uh, I have the, to the, graduate the, visiting high school and then pay child alimony. Honestly, with the port key, I would prefer to be fucking slammed down on the ground face first than show up bangling my legs. <laughs> the way that the, the parents you, show up is just you, so... You, you oh, did Lord. not... You did not walk from Sky like Mary Poppins. That's why Porky not work for you. <laughs> it's so bad looking. I mean, it's it's not like CGI is not bad or anything or what they do. No, I think they no. just float them down. But it's it just like the actions that they told them to do. It's so like Peter Pan. Yes. <laughs> and you can fly. Me. You can fly. Da, you can fly. Uh, the, uh, uh, we got to the point where they attacked, right? Yes. Yep. The attack was fine. It, like... One my one complaint about this movie is there is a lot of source material. Oh yeah. And I'm almost to the the point that this might have benefited from being two movies. I there agree. is so yeah. much that they try to stuff in that things are rushed and it yeah. kind of takes uh, away from the magic of like atmosphere that <laughs> Harry Potter tends to like the magical atmosphere that Harry Potter tends to build like in the in the past movies we got all the time walking through the wizarding world this is just like here's this point and then we're going to do a pretty neat transition but it's going to go to this point mm-hmm. everything is just happening so fast it doesn't allow you to ever feel bored which is why it's a very entertaining movie but it also loses a lot of the atmosphere that Harry Potter had because oh, of yeah. what they try to do. So I noticed that like throughout the film, like when I said like the tone changed, there's there's many ways that it changed. But one thing I noticed is that like you know we talked about like it being like a Disney movie, where like oh okay you follow the tropes, it's it's semi formulaic, where it's like hey um, 
Harry goes to Hogwarts. Tell me if some of you heard this before. Harry goes to Hogwarts. <laughs> um, some sort of mystery or unknown thing that could be troublesome for Harry or others or could be a bigger threat that relates to you-know-who could happen. And then twists and stuff that you think you know where things are going and then the reveal comes in and it's not the way you think things are going. And resolution relatively wrapped up by the end of the film, kind of in a neat little bow. And it's it's a gradual build. This is fucking 60 miles per hour yeah. within as less soon than as the movie starts, minutes. As soon as the movie starts, it just goes and does not stop. Fucking raw! Oh my <laughs> I, have God. To give them, I have to give them credit, though, for for doing such an impossible task very well though i do think like i said before i think the movie should have been two two-hour movies um but and i think in hindsight if they went back and because they split the last movie and and it was acceptable i think they people would have accepted this being two as well there's enough material in the book for it and there is just watching the movie like fucking Drop in, motherfucker. Because well, all I, of a sudden, it, everyone's here. <laughs> I put a note in here that says, tone goes from one, two, three, four, five to, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really slow down. But it, it, it makes for a very enjoyable watch. Which it does. Good. It oh, does. Yeah. Okay. I, I, to go along with your point there, Basement, with this being split into two movies, they had so much content at just leading up to the Quidditch World Cup because of the twins running around getting bets from people from all the other wizards about what team is going to win. Uh, the the Ministry of Magic, um, Mr. Fudge, dealing with the Prime Minister from another area of magic and thinking that he only spoke one language and so he's having to bumble and like basically sign language what he means to this guy, but yet the twins come up and say... Well, hey, Minister, how about setting some money aside for the for this team? And he just blurts out perfect English, like, oh, I'm always up for a good bet, and just that part alone. <laughs> you know? The, and There's then a... I, th- I feel like if they had expanded this, because they had spent three days on those campgrounds before the tournament started. Mm-hmm. And in those three days, they were seeing wizards pop up wearing a whole bunch of different things that they interpret as being well hidden from the muggles, but meanwhile there's a man walking around in a pink fluffy moo-moo. <laughs> I, I remember this part in the book. <laughs> it, 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 it's those little things that if they featured, I think, they don't have to feature all of them, obviously, no. but there's cer- a certain level of it that kind of brings the world to life. Th- th- this m- movie is, is, it only excels at being 60 miles per hour because the world itself is already built. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need those, but I do think they always help in getting people back into that vibe of like, I, I look at this more as a, more as a movie than a Harry Potter movie because yes. it's missing certain aspects of what make it like magical. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and like I said, they were at this campground for three days, even if they had done just a montage of those three days. It would have filled it in a little better at the beginning of this movie, I feel. Then it blew my mind when I looked at my like I was watching it on my phone and I looked on I looked down and I saw I'm eight minutes in and I'm fucking already in Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, holy shit. This is how fast this happens. Yeah, they blew right (laughs) through the tournament and the scene where everything gets attacked. But it's just 
if they had even just done the montage of those three days of them at the camp before the tournament started and then the attack happening, it would have made more meat to this movie that I think was kind of missing up until the end of the movie or like towards the end of the movie. So yeah, that, that, that's where this movie kind of failed in my opinion. It's still a good movie. It's still a good movie, but there is a lot that was not even considered. I, I remember just from, and again, this is just off of memory, but I remember, and we'll get to it, like how much of the maze was cut out from. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there was so much more in the maze. And like, to, at least there was like, I want to say two or three other instances of like Harry doing things in the maze that like took up like a good chunk of the like tail end of the book that they just cut. And I, and I get it. You have to condense it for a certain amount of times. And I think that, um, in the end, when we get to them, cutting Deathly Hallows into two parts was also smart for this exact reason. Because oh, yeah. like the books get smaller. No, they don't. They certainly do not. But moving on here. Um, meanwhile, Alistair Mad-Eye Moody arrives at Hogwarts at the request of Dumbledore to be the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Moody is a very eccentric man. That's putting it extremely lightly. Noted for his paranoia and his wildly roaming mad eye. People over 17 who are interested must insert their name into the Goblet of Fire, and those chosen will be the champions of their respective school. Three champions' names came out of the Goblet of Fire. Cedric Diggory from Hogwarts, Victor Crumb from Durmstrang, and Fleur Delacour from Baubatons. Bless you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then the goblet unexpectedly produces a fourth, Harry Potter. Along, although he is an underage fourth year who never entered, although Harry insists that he did not enter his name, his selection prompts a certain amount of jealousy and suspicion on part of his fellow students, including Ron, who believes that Harry is attempting to make himself the center of attention again. This causes a brief period of resentment and estrangement between the two friends, including Ron swearing, telling Harry to piss off, which is soon healed, however. Which, that, yeah. Bromance! Dumbledore tells Alistair to keep an eye on Harry without him knowing it. And we will pause right there. So, yeah. There's a, there's I, I, a I, I, got a, I got a big question. Yes. Why do the schools show up fucking dancing? I don't know. Okay. So there's, I have a note about that. There's a, there's a lot of things that happen uh, in in this movie where it's just like it's happening. Accept it. Yeah. Like we like we, we just talked about when when Heather was off the call earlier with the fucking show me wrong, Harry. Um, okay. So I have I have a couple notes here. The first is. Uh, the bow, but bow, but towns, bow X, but bless you. Um, their introduction is so fucking, ah, and the butterflies. <laughs> Are they farting? Every yeah. butterflies as they're going through, like, it's just it's, like the fucking other ones are stupid. fucking dancing half the time. Like, so, so here, he, there's two things I'm gonna say. One, not a fan of the bow, but like, stupid little, like, over feminine, um, entrance. Yeah. Well, that it's an all girls school, so you gotta expect it. Right, no, I, I get that, but I just wasn't a fan. That being no, said, I, agree. I fucking love the Russian wizards. I love every fucking thing about them. They are my guilty pleasure of this movie. I don't give a shit the fact they come in with these fucking giant. They, they, 
they're not even fucking wands. They're giant tree trunks. <laughs> they, they come in with the fucking the basically feature from the band Stomp. <laughs> I, I was honestly Flipping into the building. It's like what the fuck is going on? I put it here. I put in my notes. All that is missing is dancing bear. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, every time we've seen fucking Harry Potter and his crew enter Hogwarts, it's like, oh, we walk up to the main floor, they're singing with frogs, okay? And these guys are like, fucking, he the heavy metal. Fuck your shit. I'm gonna do 17 flips, and I'm gonna land in the middle of the hall. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna make fire off of my fire wand. <laughs> oh my god. What, what, what is going on here? Fucking, <laughs> I, I love everything about I love everything about the fucking uh, Drumstrang. Um, I, I, I want I want a series just on them. I don't give a rat's ass. Like it is so, like I just I love everything about them. This, this is where the movie and it's it's weird because it's like a double edged sword. It's it also it succeeds and fails in the same place. Yeah. I feel like if there was yeah. enough time spent to kind of be like, yes, this year we're going to be sharing with these these like give a bit more exposition. Get a bit more hype from the audience to be like, I wonder what they're going to be like. I wonder what, instead of just like, and here's Hogwarts, and a fucking ship is coming out of the ocean. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> what? Um, I, I did. I did want to make a note here that visually speaking, like vi- just appearance wise, Moody is my favorite. The visual oh, yeah. look of him is just like the the I, the, the, the disheveledness, the they fucking really, eye. Obviously, they cartooned him quite a bit. I feel like he's a bit cartoonish. Which is, I well, mean, that's because, like, I mean, that's because of what's revealed later on for this movie. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, no, no, and, I just feel like his look is, I it's not the way I pictured it when reading it. It, it, it they capture it, but they put like that Nickelodeon. He's like a Nickelodeon version of what I thought. He is, but I don't care. It's still fucking visual. It's still, it's still, yeah. it's still a cool look. Um, it's just like, I mean, his eye is everything. Kind of just it works, and I accept it, but it's not the way I thought he would look. I mean, I I was I was thinking like some sort of it, it, I get like a mad scientist vibe, which is fine. I'm I'm totally fine with that. With having like because if you look at if you look at all the wizards, right, and look at all the teachers and stuff, it, it fits in the the world that yeah. the movies have done for sure. He's the cog, it, it, but his look fits for the fourth movie. His look doesn't really fit for the end of the story. Like it kind of collides with where that shit goes he's a bit too like i don't know it's just a my pet peeve but i i love his character he's one of my favorite characters actually in the story they just uh i mean and, yeah and well, this would be, do you ever really know him no no because uh, of what we find out with later on in this movie we never yeah. really actually meet him until the end um, so. head mr headmistress of bobatons that's a huge bitch yeah hundreds <laughs> in love I was confused because, like, he, he shows up, Mad-Eye Moody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets attacked by the ceiling? Yes. What, what the fuck the happened yeah. there? What the, happened the, there? I was like... The ceiling is enchanted, remember. The ceiling itself is magical, so it, it can also detect when something is wrong within the castle. Okay, so that's why uh, that happened. Yes. That's foreshadowing. Because, okay. Yes. Because I, while I was I, watching, I, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? We made the rain <laughs> vodka. <laughs> we, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't give a shit. I think the Russian fucking wizards are one of my favorite things. Um, okay. I'm sure Basement and I, we're probably all on the same page in this. So we might as well open up this can of worms now that we're talking about this. We're talking about a series <clears throat> of movies slash books, film, whatever, of a wizarding school and several wizarding schools um, and magic. So we are attempting to uh, suspend our disbelief. Correct. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off on a fucking rant here and tell me why, uh, in any sort of logical fucking goddamn sense, did anyone, and I do mean fucking anyone, honestly believe who fucking knew Harry Potter believe that he did something to the goddamn Goblet of Fire. How how in the fuck? I understand the other schools may not know him and his skill set or lack thereof, but you mean to fucking tell me that between Dumbledore, Ron, Hermione, I mean, Jesus Christ, the fucking twins didn't even get in there. The the instant, like, betrayal of, like, you did something wrong, it's just, like, (laughs) fucking flabbergasting to me i get like the hesitation at first like honestly it's this it's this movie's take on what's happening that makes it even worse oh like like for first of all i they don't explain fucking anything it's just like okay here's here's this you put your name in if you're 17 you're good to go also you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) you are you are willfully throwing your name into something that is a competition that could very easily kill you Shortest liability waiver I've ever seen in my life. They never explain, like, okay, so what if I'm just some fucking random 18-year-old and I throw a 10-year-old's name in there? What happens then? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, essentially, yeah. The, the, the situation that happens with Harry Potter, it's like, how didn't this happen before Fire. this moment? Yeah. Even, okay. yeah. but, even, but even taking that out of consideration, right, and say, like, oh, maybe the goblet can sense who throws the paper. Whatever, fine. I, I, can, I can suspend that disbelief. I can even suspend my disbelief the fact that, like, this has never happened before, and a fourth name comes out, and I'm going to get to another major point of this in just a second, so just bear with me on my rant here. But, like, they they all, like, again, the teacher's outside, I understand, but, like, Dumbledore knows, like, Snape knows, like, listen, Harry is not that fucking gifted and smart. Like, he's not able to fucking do a lot of, like, like some of the things uh, that the other kids can do. So you mean to tell me that he was able to fucking, like, manipulate the Goblet of Fire? Also, um, uh, Magical binding contract. Okay, what I don't understand. Fuck? Like, what? Okay, at least if they said this is what happens if he doesn't participate, because it's like the cup told me he has to do yeah. it. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Oh at least be like, God. if he doesn't do this, he's going to die in front of us. I mean, even even that, how ridiculous that is. But that's kind of what they allude to, because I, it's I, like, why would you make him do this fucking shit? I. <laughs> At this point, put, just like say, okay, his name came out, but he doesn't qualify because he's fourteen. I put so, in my notes. What whatever. is to what's the consequence of him forfeiting every everything? And that's speci- what I needed. Specifically, the last one. Like the I, last need, one. I needed to know why why they couldn't just say no. I, 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 yeah. I don't even know if that the was... book tells us, but the book at least handles this in a way where it's not like, it's not like, oh my god, like the, the Dumbledore, what they do with Dumbledore and how he's like, oh my god, that's the worst thing ever, you're gonna die, you're coming here, you. Harry, Harry, he runs at him, fucking spears him into a ch- wall. It's, it's like in the in the books, it's much more like there's con- Jesus Christ, no, there's concern for him, but it's more like the. We're not intending to kill kids, and you're not going to be put oh. into like position of like you're going to die because it's it's a bit more like I don't know. In the books, I got the vibe that it was a bit more like yes, it was risky, but we could always stop whatever was going to happen before it happened. Yes. Where not this the- movie goes out of its way to say like no, we don't give a fucking shit, man. <laughs> 
it just it just didn't like again i understand that like there's a lot of shit that's crammed into the movie for the sake of the book and the book is like fucking the size of the goddamn bible uh, this is a decision i do not agree with but, but my point is is that they just glaze over these things and it's just like it, i don't know the the idea of like so many people especially ron which i know gets fucking overturned but like the idea that ron is like you just want this for the fucking attention like this is the problem the movie goes too fast it doesn't allow for things to like happen at that level like ron should have like he should have built suspicions around harry potter like there should be something else going on where instead of just turning on him on a dime and i get like the crux that this movie stands on is oh they're teenagers their home hormones are out of whack you still have to have a bit more than like Oh, I believe he's a completely different person all of a sudden. Ron's Even though he's telling about. me he's not. <laughs> it, Quiet. <it's... laughs> no, but I agree with you. Like that, if if there was other like circumstantial circumstantial moments where like it looked like Harry was trying to showboat or gloat or get attention, then yes, I can I can I can connect the dots a little bit further. But it's like, Ron, you fucking suck. You just turn on a dime on fucking Harry for like. No, no good reason. And again, knowing like full well that's like, do you really think he has the fucking capabilities or 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 or, or magical prowess to be able to like be able to fucking manipulate the goblet of goddamn? But uh, sorry, I'm off my soapbox. Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking infuriating. <laughs> good, because I have answers. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> we. This is our first hint. As to what is going to take place between Snape and Draco's mother, Narcissa. Okay. Oh, so it's like the unbreakable vow. Exactly. It's very similar to that. It explains here, and this is an excerpt from the book. Once a champion has been selected by the Goblet of Fire, he or she is obligated to see the tournament through to the end. The placing of your name in the goblet constitutes a binding magical contract. There can be no change of heart once you have become a champion. Okay. And it says here, magical binding contract is denoted to, denoted meaning a magically enforced agreement. So if Harry does not compete in this, he could end up permanently cursed. Okay, that I completely understand and no, get and buy that. But what? Because if I'm like a super jackass and I throw the name of like a <laughs> six-month-old baby in the fucking goblet, you're a dick. It's only you if your this. name is Child. chosen. It's only if your name is right. chosen. And since okay, Harry's so- name was chosen, he yep. has entered into that contract along so with that- Cedric, Victor, and Floor. Now that I can I can buy one hundred percent. Like who's worthy or how does that like how does it change? It's never really I don't that's never been really explained on how the goblet actually works. It and how you it peer, picks its name. You peer um, into a you peer into the fire of the goblet of fire and it's just like a fucking bingo machine, like it's like one of those like cage ball things that just is spinning. I, I would just imagine fire. I would just imagine it with like you'd have it has like a fucking list of check marks. This person hits this. <laughs> Somehow it knows your DNA. 
it's a card shuffle machine. That's all it is. Um, well, I mean, it obviously picks like that the people that would obviously be the host, the heads of their fucking schools yeah. or whatever. Now, 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 I I buy everything that Heather just said. That makes total sense. And I and again, they you know whatever they didn't explain it properly, but fine. The, the magical binding cards are fine. I can I can get behind that. What I can't get behind so much is how so many fucking people just jumped down Harry's throat saying like, um, no, fuck you, you did all these. And, and that's that's really what I have more of the bigger problem. The, 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 the binding contract is more just like they fast forwarded through the explanation, which all movies do that sometimes, and especially, you know, bigger franchises. Marvel, but you, you know um, what it is? It's the the timing. What they should have done is they should have had his name pop out, and yes, his friends question him, and then that Rita Skeeter bitch comes in and starts like fluffing up his yeah, name in the newspaper. That's where the real and trouble begins then, with how she yeah. twists everything. And, and then his friends turn on him. It seemed to happen out of order mm-hmm. because it was like all of a sudden, and it happens the moment he gets up and walks towards it, and they cut to Ron. And he's like staring at him, like, "Oh my god, this son of a bitch!" I'm addressing you with my eyes, Harry. Yeah, everything I'm seeing here is just the the goblet is an impartial judge for the the uh, choosing of the champions. So they just. That's fine. There's certain things I can accept, but they they really did not explain in the movie at all. It's just like this is what's happening. Take it. Don't ask, ask questions. Don't even think about them. Honestly, what I would have preferred, to be very honest with you, is like a moment where like yeah, I know this is based off a book, but just personal <laughs> note, I would have preferred like a scene with all the with like all the big wigs arguing right separately. And then Dumbledore stomps in and like you know uh, talks to Harry, and has a more calmer, quieter conversation. Yeah, and that's, and that's what. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, in the books. I, I know. In the books, I know. that's exactly what happens. Spear him into a wall. And then he does like, he he does exposition that explains all that shit, rather than uh, what we this, saw just the fucking is... panda. Again, I, again, something that could have been possible if the movie was split because <laughs> we yep. have a two-hour and forty-minute runtime. That's a long <laughs> fucking movie, and so it's That's like scary. you know what we're hoping that most of the people that read the book can explain these things to people Which that we are watching. Have the movie. to as fans bringing new people into the franchise, we shouldn't <laughs> have to explain these things. We should just be able to sit there and enjoy the movie along with bringing new fans in. I mean. <laughs> It's the same now problem with the said, Marvel universe. Yeah, that's that's a problem with any existing like yeah. art that like becomes too big. But like, anyways, the it's still an interesting it's still interesting setup for a movie. In my mind, I'm like, okay, this is fucking cool. He's gonna now have to go through tasks that he's too young for, unprepared for, mm-hmm. and he also has the added thing of his best friend not really being by his side. He doesn't really have the support network he once had. They're finally yep. getting like this is the movie, and Heather said it like multiple times. This is the movie where it's on Harry Potter to be the guy yeah. instead of you know like constantly. Yeah. I had my friends along the way. <laughs> exactly. It, this is the nope. this is the movie where he has to grow up and he has to grow up in a hurry in order to literally stay in alive a by a tournament that's been arranged for wizards to go through for hundreds of fucking years. <laughs> I, I may have missed this, so again, I, I was too much fucking ranting on my soapbox and going and leading blindly. Um, was the Triwizard Cup just for, like, pride? For ultimate glory, pretty much. The, yeah, ah. the, it, uh, as it's explained, because as we learn what the twins do in the next movie or two, 
it, with their play. future. The Triwizard Tournament gives um, Wizard Money all the glory and um, best reputation for that school for that year. Okay. It, it, I think it was like just five years It's kind of like popularity, but I think it yeah. also um, – There is, I don't there think is it's a cash prize to it. Like, it's like, you know, when, you're, when you finish at Hogwarts, it's like, yes, I was also the Triwizard Tournament champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. So it looks good in the transfer. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on down here. The tournament begins with the first event in which I, I'm, I'm going to have something to say here. Just Yeah, this is like... Through, I, I, it has like absolutely nothing to do with Harry or Dumbledore. It, it's about Filch. And <laughs> we'll get there. Let me read this first. The tournament begins with the first event in which the four champions must each battle a dragon to retrieve a gold egg. Upon using the Accio spell to summon his broom, he flies out of the arena. The dragon breaks free of its chain and chases Harry through the Hogwarts grounds, where it runs into a stone bridge and falls dead. Harry gets the egg, which will, when opened, will reveal... But it died? A... Yeah, it, according to this, will reveal a clue about the second task. Okay. <laughs> When Harry opens it, though, only a horrible screeching is heard. They are soon informed of the Yule Ball, a Christmas ball held during the Triwizard Tournament. Ron and Harry find it hard to get dates to the ball, but finally get the Patel twins to join them. While Hermione goes with Victor Crumb, stunning everyone with her suddenly beautiful appearance at the ball. Ron is also so jealously enraged at seeing Hermione with Crumb that he attacks her and accuses her of fraternizing with the enemy. The ensuing argument leaves Hermione in tears. <laughs> I just love Hogwarts missile cults. <laughs> We're going to pause the reading right there. I, I'm just going to say this right now. The start of this movie and the announcement of them being hosts to these other schools... Poor Argus is just run through the mill. <laughs> Remember this guy running into the fucking... <laughs> but it doesn't help yep. that he's doing like these fucking high knees. Like, I shared shit. a video with you, Connor, on fucking Instagram of that the, of the, that series of music changes everything for movies. It's oh my God, the I one of Argus that. running yes. down the hall. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so... Oh, his run is impeccable. I, I wanted so to mention because we got to a we got to a place we kind of skipped over what I think yes. is one of the best scenes in this whole fucking movie. Yes, uh, I'm gonna go back to that as well. You go right ahead, you first. It's, it's probably we're probably thinking of the same thing. Uh, when in class with Mad Eye Moody and he's talking about the three unforgivable curses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was fucking. That to me was like the a great Heavy. introduction to his character, and it worked so well to do multiple things storytelling-wise. Oh, yeah. Show what type of person you have to be to use them. Show Mad-Eye Moody using them. Uh, and also allude to, like, Neville and what happened with his parents, as well as what happened with Harry. Like, it, the gravity of it. It's it's probably my second favorite scene in this entire movie. Yeah. And do yeah. you know that he, he purposely placed that spider on that mirror so that it would reflect and kind of affect Neville at the same time. It is not as strong as if he had cast the curse on him himself, but it was still, he was still feeling the curse being casted on him. 
through having that spider on the mirror. So that that was just cold-blooded, and that was foreshadowing to, can we actually trust Moody? Mm -hmm. I loved when he was like, it started off like, oh, I'm going to throw it on kids' faces. I'm going to put it on the thing. I'm going to scare them. And it's like, what if we tell her to jump out the window? Yeah. Tell us the giant stuff. It's like, okay, well, that's fucking dark. (laughs) Yeah. It's a spider. Don't do it. It's a spider. Um, I, what I also noted was that I think this is the first time that we've had a classroom scene that was, you know, exception of Snape's, that, that was didn't have dark. Yep, that had the dark, like heavy brevity to it that it did. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was an excellent scene. I have another scene that they skipped over here. No, thank you. Um, when Harry is first told that the first task is dragons by Cedric Diggory. And when they go to see the dragons, those were actual puppets with real fire. That was not CGI. Yeah, really? That looked really good. Wow. that's um... <laughs> Those were actually puppetry. They reused the puppet from the basilisk. Jim Henson stepping shit up. Full dragon. <laughs> Check out my dragon! Yeah! Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could tell it was real fire because of the lighting in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but it, it, it was that was an interesting scene too, and it helps build the side story, the fun side story with Hagrid and the big bitch. being in love with the school teacher. <laughs> Hagrid and the that's a huge bitch. <laughs> Hagrid and the big bitch. Hagrid the baby. Oh, the best part of it is, is just before Harry puts his fucking invisibility cloak in, he, he on, he looks at Hagrid. Yes, I know, baby. Yes, eat. He puts it before he puts it on. He looks at Hagrid up and down. You combed your hair. <laughs> it looks like someone fucking came on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, 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 I mean, maybe, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't judge. That's his mating rituals. I don't care. Um. The the first the first challenge and, and again I I I'm missing out on some stuff here so I, I'm just double checking what mm-hmm. I did didn't miss. Um, so obviously Harry used his broom, which wasn't illegal. It, they're nothing. not allowed to bring it into the arena with them, but nothing can stop them from using magic to bring it in. Okay. Seems a bit of a cheat <laughs> for me, and that if it wasn't for the fact that the dragons like like restraints broke he could have just flown away like yeah yeah he could have but there's one thing the one key thing with these challenges i would never want to watch any of this no (laughs) the the dragon fight was interesting but it's like yeah you're probably gonna die if you're in the arena oh god that's flying debris the fire and when it came down to the last one with the maze, you don't see shit anyway. You don't see any shit for the second one either. He almost <laughs> killed the teachers. I know. And the teachers are all laughing. Oh, great. Uh, but, oh, man, remember this? Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. I put it in three underlines. Property damage. Yeah. <laughs> Also, we need- uh, I, like Hogwarts does not give a shit about the kids. And it's more reinforced. They don't care about bullying. <laughs> Yep. Half these kids who are walking around with fucking little things Harry to say. Harry stinks. It's the water stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see, my point from last movie makes sense now. Or, like, it stands... I think every year we're just going to see it's going to just get worse and worse and worse. To the point where, who knows, maybe the main character won't show up one year. 
it's Wouldn't so, that be something? It's so fucking. <laughs> it's so fucking weird because I could actually accept the, like the child endangerment shit for the story <laughs> to make sense. For the story to make sense, <laughs> right? But like, then they add in like the the acceptable bullying on a mass scale. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, where? Get, they're like, <laughs> I'm going to the gulag. I mean, uh, Hogwarts. <laughs> I just love the. I, I just love the. I can accept the certain level of child endangerment. That is a great audio clip in and of itself. Worse than when I was, or better than when I was reading the fucking article last night that just fucking threw you off and like what? Yeah. That should make no sense. But <laughs> anyway, yes. Harry, Harry got mad at the the, the the car door of the Honda and it fucking snapped. <laughs> That made no fucking sense. Uh, I, I don't know where we stopped. Did we get like we stopped at the the dragon killing himself? I didn't know the dragon killed himself. Yeah, I didn't he, he crashed into the bridge and essentially broke his neck when he crashed into the stone bridge. Uh, but we we stopped at <laughs> him just uh, we we stopped just at the end of the uh, Yule log ball. And I know this this uh, movie moves at a thousand miles per hour, but they still they, there is still those moments where they kind of allude to what's going on. Uh-huh. There's those oh. bread comes bread bread comes <laughs> bread comes <laughs> where like uh, he's like come back up I got to show you something Neville after Neville's crying by himself mm-hmm. and he like kind of like brings him to talk about Gillyweed and kind of all links together herbology. So there are those moments, yeah. Yeah, he he bring, he leads him to herbology because. He wants him to help Harry with task number yeah. two, which we will get to eventually. Uh, um, he also Neville also finds his new love in dancing, of all things. Fucking hey, good for him. I, I'm rooting for Neville now. At this point, I'm I'm, I'm like team Neville. Let's fucking go. I, I, know, I know what happens. They, they made fucking Ron into like the worst fucking human Bitch. being alive. Yeah. Ron is terrible in this movie, man. And it's like at this point in time, I don't know why anyone would want to be around him. I He's don't. Like, fuck, you, fuck you, Harry. Fuck you, Hermione. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Basically, Jesus Christ. I uh, I don't think we talked about this, and it's a very brief scene, but just visually, I really, I think we've got to this part where he talks to Sirius. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I like secretly while I was watching it. Right, I wanted this <laughs> to happen. Was like, I'm gonna meet you at 1 a.m. in the common room, and then he goes in there, and his face comes out in the fire, and oh, instead yeah, of yeah, speaking, yeah. he's just like, ah. ah. <laughs> yeah this is yeah this is yeah that happens just before the first task takes place so just, i'm just figuring he's smashing his face into a fire somewhere to speak the ending of that when ron the ending of that when ron comes down so i thought you i heard you talking to somebody well clearly nobody's here okay mr attitude that's not how I you know, repair attitude. your friendship <laughs> Oh the attitude in that scene was great. He's like, oh, I guess you're hearing it's things all over. Oh, just fucking get it over. With. Exactly. Let's no, hear gee. it. Yeah. It looks like you're the one hearing things now, like I was <laughs> last year. Jesus Christ. Just turn for your next speech. <laughs> Turns around and stomps out of the room. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, um, Serious well, in the background. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sirius is on fire the entire time. <laughs> oh my it's god! It's fucking great. Some of this shit that's like those moments where it's you see it, you have, you have a thought in your head, and it makes you laugh. <laughs> I was working at the time, so it's not good. <laughs> <This person laughs> <out laughing. laughs> 
I gotta stop this fucking movie. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Um, also, another little Easter egg with this part, since we're at the Yule Ball. Did either of you notice that they only showed Harry's feet, or Daniel Radcliffe's feet, really once? And it was in the group spin, and after that, you never saw his feet during that dance again? Nope. (laughs) Not much of a foot watcher. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason behind that. That guy in House of Dragon? No, he can't dance for the shit. (laughs) Ah, let me... Well, they, they show him with uh, Parvati. I think, uh, think it's no. I think the, one of the Patel sisters, yeah. and he's dancing with her, and he like goes for like one second, and yeah. then it just cuts, and then it becomes the group of them. Yeah, but it's, it's also just... like this. This is the thing that is a theme in this movie where it's just like every time something happens, he's thrown right into the middle of it, and then he's like, "This is what's happening." Like, yeah, I just gotta team, go with it, like, I guess. Instead of being like, like we, but why? <laughs> we know Harry Potter's not really used to like the magical world, and they're like, let's all gather around this old shoe and touch it. And yeah. it's like, Harry, don't forget to touch it. What the fuck? And then this, it's like, oh, and by the way, you're the first person dancing. Get out there. Yep. What? There's like zero awareness for anything ever. And also, the band, the rock band that plays at the Yule Ball. It's two members of Radiohead and two members of Pulp. Really? Yeah. I, I found that scene so weird. It was. Huh. <laughs> it's it just like, it took me out of the movie because I'm like, I get it. Yes, they're having like this like standard dance. It's kind of like a wedding where afterwards shit just hits the wall. People go crazy. But it was just, I was kind of like, I cringed kind of when I saw it. No, no, like a mosh no. party with the fucking little midget. No, the cringe part was Hagrid dancing with big old bitch and constantly sliding the hand down. Yeah, <laughs> that was the cringe. Yeah, lonely yeah. man. Oh my god! Also, but they have they have multiple like that. When I said like that weird like I guess it's like sexual humor or comedy. Yes, that that and it's also fucking. If moaning myrtles like let me see that dick Harry. oh god well actually if you note if you remember from the book and also in the extended version of this movie snape is out checking the carriages to make sure that there's nobody out there fucking yeah and that's mm-hmm. when this the durmstrung teacher ivan goes and talks to him about it actually in the book about when they both used to be death eaters that is one thing I was going to note too was, and we'll talk about it when we when, um, when we get to the part where like Harry visits a memory. Um, memory. <laughs> I, I I particularly like the idea that like obviously the first three are, are insinuating that Snape is not a good person, but there's been nothing concrete about that, and it, and it continually wishy washes back and forth um, with the idea of like. Is he bad? Is he good? Is mm-hmm. he bad pretending to be good? Or is he good pretending to be bad? Is he... Um, oh my god, what the fuck was his name? Good? No, no, god no. Was, ah, god damn it, I'm trying to remember his name. Hold on. Um, hold on. <laughs> it's tinted on this joke. <laughs> is, hold on. No, I got this joke. Is he good? Is he pretending to be bad? Is he good? Is he is he 
is he pretending to be good and bad? Is he uh, Hans Gruber? Who knows? <laughs> that was uh, that was worth the five minutes. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> oh my god. I, I do feel like this movie doesn't do a great job of extending that part of Snape. It doesn't really highlight it very much. No, the yeah, book yes, does a still much there. better job. Yeah, yeah, he's still there, but they don't really focus on it. They drop the ball because that, in my opinion, is the biggest one one of the biggest storylines in the entire series, and it should have always kind of been hinted at. And this, I, I mean, I kind of remember the book. Because yes, like the, the the scene you were talking about with Karkarov and him, like th- that was that's for me a necessary scene. You cannot yes. cut that out. Yep. I mean, we do but get a small glimpse of it later on when the Russian teacher the, corners yeah. him in his stock closet, but it's but not they, nearly guess... as strong as it was in the extended version of the movie and in the book. They do do it too in uh, the fucking thing that you said and the, the memories yeah, it, yeah. And, and granted he's not the forefront of it I, I think they did just enough to kind of just they're, they're teasing they're still in the teasing phase because obviously the payoff or, or the blow off for that is going to be um, Half-Blood Prince right so yeah well that, that, that's where my fucking biggest problems lie I, like the, the, the book for me was much better than the, the movie the book is much. leagues ahead of the movie right now yeah usually the case yeah no, I'm talking about like um, Half Blood Prince, the six, seven, whatever the book was. That Half book Blood is Prince, way better than the movie. Half Blood Prince is six. Yeah, it's yep. way better. And than then the you movie. have Deathly Hollows Part One, and then Deathly Hollows Part Two, which is seven and eight. Oh, so. Black. Yeah. Black. I don't need you, baby. Hold on. All right, moving on down now. Cedric Diggory, the other Hogwarts, cha- Hogwarts champion, informs Harry to submerge the egg in water and open it. Actually, what he tells him is that the prefix bathroom on the third floor is a nice place to have a bath. <laughs> Which is fucking creepy in itself. I just don't understand why he just doesn't fucking speak to him. Right. Last time, didn't Harry Potter's like the first thing he's drinking? Oh, God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, what you mean, motherfucker? <laughs> hey, any hands on the dragon? <laughs> Oh, put it underwater. Go upstairs and have a bed. Why can't you just do it anywhere? No, No. because the prefix bathroom is a locked bathroom. But what? Prefix bathrooms are locked bathrooms that only the prefix can get into, essentially. And if it's on the third floor, if we remember, third floor right side of the hallway is forbidden to everybody. (laughs) Couldn't he just put the fucking egg under any water there wouldn't yep. have been enough room to get because that that egg was bigger than his head you gotta remember uh the tub <laughs> yolks on you <laughs> all right there he will hear the clue harry does as told in the prefix enormous collective bath the clue mentions that mer people have taken something out of taking taken something of harry's and that they must retrieve it from the black lake just as the three are trying to find a way to breathe underwater, Ron and Hermione are called to McGonagall's office. Neville tells Harry about gillyweed, which if eaten you can which if eaten can let you grow webbed hands and feet and gills. During the second task, Harry follows as follows a mermaid to where they have chained Ron, Hermione, Cho Chang, and Flora's sister. Cho Chang is retrieved by Cedric, Victor their Durmstrang champion takes Hermione. 
Harry takes both Ron and Flora's sister since she did not show up. Okay. I, I've got area. I've got one note here, and then I'll let you guys talk. The Russian fucking Vic, Victor mm-hmm. turned into a goddamn half shark, and I love everything about it. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, transfiguration spells. Yeah. I'm like, Mind. he... He's a street shark. Good. <laughs> My note is who fucking organized this shit, man? <laughs> fucking Billis Cosbius? <laughs> we're just going to breathe in the magic. We're going to put him in the water. <laughs> we're just going to do a little bit of the magic here with the little flu booty floppity quailude boppity. What would happen if they didn't retrieve them? They're just going to die in the water? Like what? It's without even consent. This is some fucked up shit. This is like really one of the most fucked up things that, that this, this is the most fucked up thing that happens in this movie. This this just popped in my head too, actually, now that I'm just thinking about this out loud. It's not like we got another member like we didn't get like extra staff security or protection for this entire thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like we had like a force, like, oh, this is the tri wizarding uh, the Tri Wizard Cup Force, where it's like a, like almost like a privatized police move, or like a privatized security, or like you know paramedics, or some sort of like health. There, there's nothing. It's just fucking two extra teachers, and that's it. It's it's so fucked up because they never really say. Okay, it's, it's obvious that the people the that get either. it's never explained in the book either. So the people um, that get abducted and put in the water, it's like well, whatever, such is life. <laughs> And also, it's like, okay, who matters to everybody the most? Hermione matters to fucking... What What kind of life does Victor lead? He met this girl and danced with her once. And it's like, oh my god, you're my everything. Uh, but it's because of the fact that she was the one he asked to the, mo- the traditional ball. That's why she was chosen for him. I guess he has no friends. Not there, anyway, but... Um... Delacour, of course, is her little. Stop Hogwarts! (laughs) We will find them and we will drown them. Of of course, Delacour had her little sister, but she got taken out by the. I still don't understand why her little sister was there. Because she goes to that school too. Yeah, but like, okay, so when the school shows up, they're all only in the same age grouping. I was under the assumption that only the seventeen-year-olds from that school showed up. And it's reinforced when they're in the uh, the big hall. They only have two tables for each school, and they're all the older kids. So uh, I mean, we're bringing, if, if, we're bringing her along to drain her. If, if we're <laughs> if we're to assume that like the the schools are the same size, right? It, mm-hmm. uh, like in theory, if Hogwarts, the Russian school, everything are the same size, then yeah, they only brought a fraction of the school with them, which would make sense. I was kind of confused why they brought her sister, but anyways. Who gives a fuck? Well, they knew, like, that, they knew that something of this effect, I'm guessing, <laughs> would be in the tournament, so they would need a loved one or... She wasn't even approved for the tournament before she brought her sister. Can you imagine fucking being the, 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 the fucking teacher that has to call or reach out to the sister like, hey, listen, your sister's been selected. Congratulations. Oh, that's amazing. How would you like to be able to cheer your sister on in person? Fantastic. What will it cost me? Nah, don't worry well, about it. We'll, 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 talk, we'll, about we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. You're at home, you get a call. It's like, yeah, we, um, your young daughter passed away. How? We uh, chained her at the bottom of a lake and nobody saved her. 
<laughs> oh what? my god. Her older okay. sister failed her task in the in the tri wizard tournament, so blame oh, by her. The way, by the <laughs> way, are these the same are these the same tri wizarding events that happen every single time? Or is it like I, a series uh, of randomized? I, I can't believe they're the same. They've probably got to be. Yeah, it would depend actually. on where it's being held every year as to what the, the sure. uh, tasks are. Um, mm, fair. And since Hogwarts has the Black Lake and it's filled with people and other magical cre- cre- creatures. <laughs> and abusive teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made sense for this task to be one of them for Hogwarts. Oh, my God. Um, it, it was just, like, I, I, the whole time, I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is like, come on. You're going to take people against their will and put them at the bottom of the lake. Uh, that, that fucked me up. The fact that all the people look like Rihanna fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it, it was interesting that the mer people stopped Harry from trying to save Hermione and telling him only one, but she's my mm-hmm. friend too. <laughs> and I'm gonna take this other girl. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> take her anyway, and I'm gonna fight all of you off, and I'm gonna fight off Whoop. the half octopus, half imp <laughs> creatures that are gonna <laughs> try to suck off my face. Fleur Delacour is terrible. Oh God, yes. Who? She, she, Fleur Delacour. Fleur Delacour. <laughs> she is more inept it. than Harry Potter. As soon as she gets in the water, she's like, "Oh God, I guess I'm done." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's terrible, man. Magical contract. The one thing that I do like that this movie does is after they showcase that Harry Potter is too young to be in the tournament, they do show. That he's too young, being in the, he doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. He lucks out to get gillyweed, where fucking what's his tits turns into half a shark, and, and everybody else knows the, like the bubble. Yeah. The Cedric the uses the bubble part. charm to basically create an oxygen he, mask. He, he's obviously like outskilled. Yeah. But he's not. He's out-willed. not a fucking fifth year. Or Ooh, that's a good. I, I like that. He's not. A, he's outskilled, but not outwilled. I love that. Yes. I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm a poet. I wasn't even aware. I didn't even know it. I hate you. <laughs> but um, um, it was and, also and, super creepy with that scene of him in the bathtub because Moaning Myrtle yeah, decides she was to really... join him, and knowing that it was a 30 year old woman playing Moaning Myrtle. Just it's a Me Too like, movement if I ever heard one. Uh, there's like, he was in here on Tell the Bubbles, but I'm almost gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Weird-ass weird cackle, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a boner killer right there is what that is. Yeah, and then she tries to snuggle with Harry. It's just like, oh, no, honey, no. You go through them. Like, there's, there's just so much. I don't know. Um, I don't think she's called moaning. I don't think that yeah, because I'm I'm moaning like wanting to get the fuck away. Um, the trial. I know that's in between. I think it's around this part here where like Harry discovers the. Don't take the fucking licorice. They will eat your fucking hands. Oh no, ginger snaps. They they were ginger. They they were called. They were called. There's ginger snaps of some kind. Uh, Yeah, and the term was eat them before they eat you. Also in that scene is the um, precursor or the foreshadowing of the Deathly Hollows in that cabinet where Dumbledore has his pens has the uh, memories for the pensive. You see the triangle and the ball oh, yep. and the wand. Yep. You oh, see cool. that right up in the corner. So foreshadowing. 
Yeah, and then the wizard where we see David Tennant. Ah, <sighs> uh, he's criminally underused in this movie. Oh my god, yes. I, he, yeah. I, I'm surprised they didn't use him sooner for something because I fucking love this man. <laughs> I also both loved and hated his fucking sex tongue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is like such a weird thing for a person to just he's a do. Doctor. But you know what? Why not? <laughs> he's a it's doctor. Like and he's also Scrooge McDuck. Yes, he is. Yes, he does yeah. the voice for Scrooge McDuck. In in the in the in the 2017 2018 remade DuckTales, which by the way, fucking amazing show. I I would say that right now. Uh he plays Scrooge McDuck. Fuck tales. Wait, this is where the trial goes on, and this is also where Harry first has his experience with a pensive. And the way they describe it in the book, I no, no, thank you. <laughs> Was he apprehensive? No, but he's the way it's described in the book is he lowers his head into the bowl and then feels like he is falling for a thousand miles. No, thank you. And I would fall 1,000 <laughs> miles. And Jeez, terrible ass memory. <laughs> hey, let's pile on the PTSD by you literally swimming through some old man's PTSD at the same time. Like, right, oh, and then just uh, uh, randomly showing up somewhere that you think everybody can see you, but then you have a hand jutted through your chest. <laughs> I love how yeah. when that happens and he's like, Professor, I expected like half the t- fucking room to turn and look at the guy. So he's yeah. definitely not the only professor there. And that's not his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. And that's uh, where we find out also though. that the Russian teacher was also a death eater. And he was willingly giving up names to try and get his sentence lightened at as I love, I love his, like, first name. He's dead. Second <laughs> name. He's dead. <laughs> Which, okay. Can I another mini tangent here? You'd think you do that, that. She highest... wants some cookies. So go ahead. Perfect. This high esteemed wizarding like council that he's in testifying in front of, they are horribly disorganized with all that paper. <laughs> they were horribly disorganized in everything. When they finally go to the ministry, it's like a fucking shithole. But it's perfect because it looks exactly like what you'd expect a government office to look like. I know, uh, but it's like it's it's just so it just it's just they, funny to me that like it feels like oh muggles are these like when they when they compare yeah. like wizarding with the muggles that like muggles are clearly inferior. It's like bull to the shit. You guys still use wax seals and fucking have documents on fucking papyrus. You the, fucking the best gave thing them. I saw about Harry Potter. It's like why the fuck with magic? Why is magic have to, everything that is done by magic seems to be like the stupidest roundabout way to get something I, done? I stand by my statement of that, that, that at least a quarter of the magic that is done in this in this series can be done on a goddamn iphone or an ipad at this point in time i mean it, it like you can't like look down on fucking the muggle world at this point you want to call like, it separate in, in what way is sending fucking mail by owl better than email who <laughs> <laughs> no but this scene uh, does one thing that uh, is really important for the movies and that it t- talks about snape being yep. a yes. that uh, big drop and I, I wish – this is why I kind of wanted a bit more from that angle with Snape in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he, he reveals Barty Crouch and he just fucking flips out and fucking turns into a snake. Yeah, <laughs> and tries to attack his own father, if you noticed. He was trying to make his way yeah. up to the podium to kill his own father. Relax, uh, he'd be a doctor. Well, he had to climb over the goddamn piles of paper. I'm with fucking paperwork. 
I know it's everywhere for some reason. Uh, the 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 pitch pity of uh, one of the Harry Potters calls the Pensieve the bowl of backstories. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. Heather, I was just I was saying the best moment when you stepped away. I said, "You mean to tell me this giant wizarding organization, this giant go- government like body that like of like uh, high elder councils, has horrible paperwork management where he's like." And they're like sifting through fucking papers. They just has like a lot of in his hand. So and so was dead. It's like that is that even the right paper? You didn't fucking look at the piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, you, you know twat. what? I mean, it, it if you works. remember from when I played the Lego game, the paper yeah. airplanes flying through the ministry—that—that's exactly how it's done. It, it fucking... works. From okay. It's ridiculously stupid, and yeah, for them looking down on muggles for the way things work doesn't make any sense. But it just adds so much to like it being a world different than our own. That yes. and in, in like a uh, uh, what's there's a word for it um, that I can't. It's not like quizzical, but it's something along those. It's lines. fantastical. I guess there's another word, but I don't, I'll never think of it. So fuck. <laughs> You'd have to way. go through the whole thesaurus <laughs> to find it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whatever, fuck it. Moving oh, on. We are now getting... I love, I love how he said the, the fucking Pensieve and Dumbledore's just like, hey, you shouldn't always investigate. What, what the fuck does he say? He's like sitting right beside the fucking bowl. He's like, He's oh, literally leaning on the bowl mind. watching Harry as Harry just <laughs> falls backwards like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, curious um, mind should not always be rewarded. It's like, what the fuck? God damn it. Yeah, it's something along those lines of, you know, a curious mind is never satisfied or something like that. But, um, and then him sitting down on the stairs having this serious conversation about what's going on. It's like, what the fuck? But this is also the scene where we, this is also where we, this section of the movie is also where we get Ivan, the uh, dumbstrung teacher, talking to Snape in his stock closet. Because it's just before this, the first trial happened, the second trial happens. Yep. And he lifts the sleeve and shows the Death Eater, Death Eater mark, and it's darker than what it was. And in the book, he's trying to express to Snape that he's scared, that something bad is happening because it's get it's coming mm-hmm. back and it's getting stronger and it actually hurts. Um, in that aspect, so he, he's not trying to really. <laughs> get back into the way of the Death Eaters, he's actually conveying that he's scared there's something horrible that's going to happen. I put vodka on it, nothing, no effect. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it, there's that, and there's the, maybe the biggest misstep for this movie for me is Dumbledore. Yeah. He, he doesn't feel right in almost every scene I see him in. Well, between him do... and him and... And fucking Argus Filch blowing off the cannon before Dumbledore even finishes the count. <laughs> he's, either, he's either too, like, uh, antagonistic or he's too energetic. Like, none of it is he's the actual Dumbledore. He's also way too aloof. He's way too aloof with certain things in this movie. He's like often... the scene with the pensive. The thing, the thing is, like, when his aloofness, I feel, works. I, I expect Dumbledore to be aloof. To an extent, yeah. I don't. Yeah, well, that's the, the he comes off as like one minute he's like 
Yeah, in one minute he's like, oh, Harry, I uh, see you, uh, curious mind. Next minute he's, like, fucking scurrying into a corner he, 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 and crouching down. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> throwing people. I'm like, he's got bipolar disorder. I can, They're stuck like, through my fingers. It's like, okay, yep. you got to calm down, sir. Yeah, well, when he yells yeah, Harry, well, he, went there, he yells Harry's name when the goblet comes out. I laugh. He's like, yeah. Well, no, first, that's Harry, the funniest Harry, part about this because that's the first time I actually heard Michael Gambon with an accent that was actually yeah, authentic. Yeah. Because at first, he doesn't sit there and I yell it. At first, he just goes, Harry Potter. <laughs> I think, I think. At the, the, okay, so I, I, I'm re-watching this part, right? He, he says Harry Potter. And then you hear, Harry Potter. I think that's actually fucking, um, what's it? It's the, the uh, Hagrid. I think that's Hagrid screaming. Rewatch the scene. I think it's Hagrid, and then he screams it again. Uh, Dumbledore ah. screams it again, and because then it goes and looks, uh, then it goes and shows Hagrid, and Hagrid's like nope. Harry Potter. No, no, no. Nope. Nope. But he's it, when you hear the scream, it's Harry Potter. There's no H. Yeah, and it sounds a right. lot like Hagrid. It's just the way that they show it. It's confused, and then it goes back, and then he definitely looks the. Michael Gambon screams Harry Potter, and you can see it because they show it. But the first scream, I think, is. Um, uh, fucking thingy. As for <laughs> Michael Gambon, he's all over the place. As for Michael Gambon, he's all over the place in this movie. He is. And, and this it just is gets like worse with the next coming movies too. So it's like Jesus. Uh, I actually find him. Get, I find. I think he gets better in the coming movies, or maybe I just get used to. It. This was like after like having the first two movies and him being like subtle in the third. His, like, explosions in this movie, I'm like, what the fuck kind of character is this? It's definitely not who I think it is. Are you trying to find what I did? I'm, I'm, I'm re-watching the scene, because now you made me fucking... I think it is. I, no, I think it... Hold on. No, it is Dumbledore. I could, I could very easily see why you think it is, though. Because right afterwards, they cut to Hagrid, and he goes, no, no. But, but he also, the, the, the sound, of, listen to the voice. It's I did. Harry Potter. It, it's, I swear, it's, it's fucking Hagrid. God, it does sound like, because it sounds like, like, fucking, like, <laughs> he's got a cold. It, I, I, he does. Yeah, I can I'm definitely pretty sure see it's Hagrid, that. man. Because I don't he, think it is. No, well, because you know what? Nobody sense, sees that piece of paper until it's in Dumbledore's hands, and he's the one reading well, it. Well, no, no, because he's right by him, and, and Dumbledore says, Harry Potter, normally. He's, he's and like then Hagrid, him, I think, says, Harry Potter. And then he said, and then Dumbledore says, Harry Potter again. I'm pretty sure it, it sounds yeah, exactly the one like Hagrid. The man. one I'm talking about is when he's in the normal voice and he's looking at the paper like. Oh, that's that's Potter yeah, Potter that's it. The second the second Harry Potter, I'm almost 100 percent sure is. Fucking it Hagrid. could be Hagrid. I mean, I got I gotta go and fast forward to that party and watch it again. I mean, it doesn't really matter who gives a fuck. Yeah, but <laughs> you did. I know. Well, I just mentioned it, but whatever. Onwards and upwards. <sighs> yes, this entire pi- paragraph encapsulates the entire end of the movie, which there is a whole shit ton what of stuff going on. So, do this. Yeah, I'll get through it until it gets to a point where we need to stop, and then we'll stop it and discuss, and then go from there. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Finally, the third task arrives. A huge maze has been set up in the center of which is the Triwizard Cup. Is it the center, though? (laughs) (laughs) The first to touch the cup wins the task. 
Dumbledore allows Harry and Cedric to be led into the woods first because they both received first and second place in the previous task. Both Cedric and Harry grab the cup at the same time. They skipped over so much going on here. The cup, which is actually a port key, sends the two to a graveyard where Wormtail appears with a form of Voldemort. <laughs> Upon command, Wormtail kills Cedric and binds Harry to a tombstone. Wormtail performs a spell over, over a burning cauldron and drops Voldemort into it. We will stop right there because that third task, the maze and everything that happened in it, I agree with what you guys said at the very beginning of the show and how much they cut out of the maze from the book to the movie. Like there is a scene in the book where he literally has to solve three riddles by a giant sphinx. Why is that if not there in the was movie? If there was any, uh, if 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 they were to pull me and say, out of the three challenges, which would be the one you would be most interested in seeing stretched out the longest out the movie? You bet your ass it would have been the maze. That yeah, maze. but also they like with the amount of like magical creatures that they could have included. There's so much they could have done. Not with even the creatures, maze. or like and and pretty much any the maze could have been fucking an exhilarating thirty to forty five minutes of movie time. Yep. Yep. But nope, it's 10 seconds of people just looking worried and then the the, the trees closing in. Go ask yep. Daddy. Um, but yeah, I mean, he has to solve ah. riddles by a giant sphinx. He has to make his way past a giant spider somehow. Um, Be right back. And then there's the fact that something within the maze itself jinxed Victor Crumb and he's chasing around trying to literally kill the other competitors in this maze because of this jinx. Um, uh, Floor is so scared out of her mind that she doesn't realize that she walks into one of the living bushes, which that's one part they kept in the movie where she gets eaten by the bush, essentially. Yeah, it's so, like, chopped up to a point where it's the only thing in the, from a movie standpoint, the only thing in the maze that's dangerous is the bush, the maze itself. Yeah, Nothing else. It's ever changing. Yeah. That's the only thing they kept. It's so sad because, like, I'm going to say this now in hopes that I don't forget at the end. It's uh -huh. that I feel like, as a movie, this is entertaining, but it is probably the worst adaptation. Mm -hmm. In the entire series. I would agree with that because of the fact of how much they cut out so that they could have the ending that they have for this movie. And as a book, it's fucking great. This is one oh of my, my favorite goodness. books of the series. It's just, it is as lean as possible. And it's still two and a half hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah. I This definitely should have been one of the other movies that they split into two. Because of how much stuff that actually would have made more information. Not even entertainment. More information for this movie. Yeah. And it would help so much in, in like establishing not only the atmosphere of the movie, but like why people should care mm -hmm. about any anything that's happening. They still capture it in the end. Like this this is the thing. I I don't want to seem like I'm shitting on the movie constantly, but like they still pull it off and the movie is entertaining but if you're looking at it as book to movie it's a failure 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from book to movie, this this is basically a trailer for Fast yeah. and the Furious versus an actual Fast the- and the Furious movie. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bare bones. And it's it also leaves out that Wormtail actually has to beg Voldemort for his hand back. He doesn't give him his hand right away like he does in the movie. Voldemort, he, sits there, he goes around talking to the other Death Eaters and Wormtail sits there and goes, but my hand. But master my yeah. hand. Because, I mean, it's, it's kind of like alluded that he's fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, like, um, what happens, and this is another, like, nitpick in the movie, that Bartimus Crudge shows up, and they just fucking off that motherfucker, and nobody cares. In the movie, it's just like, all right, he's dead. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Moving on. The Minister of Magic has been killed on Hogwarts property. <laughs> nobody cares. It, it, they, uh, uh, I think Harry Potter overhears Dumbledore talking about it before he enters that room where he goes in the pensive. Isn't that where that happens? That's in Dumbledore's yes. office, yes. Yeah, but th- that's it. And then nobody ever speaks of it again. It's like, yeah. it's completely yep. man, about you are really, you're really hitting the bullet points and moving onwards for action, which I get. It's, it's just, no, it's too fast. It is. Uh, There's so much going on. Uh, Connor? The maze is very underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. We're up to the maze and where they reached the port key to bring them to the graveyard. <sighs> really, my only biggest complaint is the same thing we've just been bitching about for the last 10 seconds is the fact <laughs> is, is that they could have done. No, it's true. Like, I, like, there's so much of that I could have. They could have flushed out. They could have had more fun with. Especially, especially if they've kept all fucking four of them in the maze. Like, if it was just him and Cedric, right? Fine. Well, okay. There's, there's only so much you can do with two characters. You could have done more depth in, in terms of like maybe testing Harry's like cleverness or like doing some more. I don't know. You, you could have done even just one extra thing rather than just like it being a fucking run like fucking gauntlet of just trying to make it to there and like oh the, the fucking the, the 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 russians a zombie somehow cedric's got a weed problem like it just it felt very like we gotta cram this shit into yeah. like, in about 20 minutes and it, it, it just felt very hollow but given what comes ha- right after that um it. it's it's under it's understandable why because you have to obviously like and then the next shit's kind of fucking dark so um then the Triwizard comes a poor key, and then we're into the graveyard, right? This is probably my – it's in my top like three moments in Harry Potter, reading the book and watching the movies. That moment when they touch the poor key and they're in the graveyard, it's like, oh, fuck. That to yeah. me was like something I did not expect to happen in the books at all. And when it did, I was like, oh, okay, yes, this, this is, is delivering. This is going to go down and the it's book, be The book dirty. delivered – on everything I wanted, like th- this, I ha- I'd have to reread the books, but this is one of the best books. There's just everything it offers is great. I'm gonna start reading them to Wendy because she's been watching the movies with me. So I'd um, also say like this: this is the one movie that you gave me the two hour and forty minute. I want the nine hour cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is that one movie that it was so needed, and this is why. Yes, this is a good movie, but for me. My favorite movie out of the whole series is actually Order of the Phoenix. 
It's perfectly – that's a movie that takes a massive book and makes it small, but it does it so well. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all, it also it, – you, you get – because of the little hints of what Moody was doing throughout the whole movie, you get that kind of eerie feeling when he walks out of the maze to meet up with Harry, but he keeps looking behind his shoulder like he did mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And then when you get to that, when they get to that port key and get transported to the graveyard, perfect sense. There's like a moment of dread when reading the books. I remember. Yeah. Because the way that it's written and like it's, it's uh, described. If I recall, I feel like it's described exactly the way it's described at the beginning. It's, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, well he's fucked. Uh, Um, I don't have anything else to add for the the maze scene. Yeah, we can move on from there. Uh, A fully revived Voldemort emerges from it and summons the Death Eaters with the Dark Mark. Uh, It's also at this scene where Wormtail goes, oh, thank you, Master, thinking he's getting his hand back. But no, Voldemort's not. I just want your fucking mark, asshole. Summons the Death Eaters with the Dark Mark. After explaining to them how he lost his powers to Harry... He duels Harry Potter, in which their spells join in a chain. Harry breaks the chain and gets Cedric's body. After grabbing the cup again, he is transported back to the school, where everyone learns that the Dark Lord is back and has killed Cedric. We're going to pause it right there, because there's a lot going on there as well in the movie and the book. Okay. So... Okay. So so at this point, everything's happened, and Harry's left the graveyard. It's at this point we find out exactly who the main circle around Voldemort was back in the day, which includes a Malfoy, a Goyle, a Crab, a McNair, all names we have heard in the Hogwarts school currently. Ooh, bitches in trouble. And Um, you get the emergence of actual Voldemort. Uh, One thing I gotta say. When he brings out the baby Voldemort, oh, that so gross. my mind immediately went to remember, like in the past, they had the they were like um, skeleton men keychains. Yes. Like, <laughs> yep. The way his body was just like flopped into the fucking cauldron, I just died laughing because it looks I, it gets a great practical effect, but it looks so fucking funny. It does. <laughs> Look like a baby alien fetus. <laughs> it kind of was. Like, I mean, that's what they. That, I think that's what the prop department was told to go with, so that it could actually seem more realistic that he's just this shriveled shell of what he used to be. Also, Wormtail did not need to give his entire hand. Uh, well, I, 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 According that, that to was... the spell, he did because it said uh, at the hand of a friend or something like that. I thought it's the flesh of the servant. It, it, well, that's what he says. I don't know how the actual spell is worded in the book, but like right. the way that the spell is uh, built makes fucking sense. Bone of the father, hand of me, blood drop from the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hand from the enemy? Or yeah. the killing my enemy or whatever, but whatever. Well, it's implied uh, that still, you get the blood from your enemy by killing them. So, still in my mind, one of the absolute best scenes in oh, all of Harry yes. Potter. Yep. And uh, I just like it's so good, and I gotta give credit to the writer J.K. Rowling for 
being patient with introducing the main villain until halfway through the series. Yes. Yes, we've had portions of him. Yes, they've alluded to him. The third one took a step away from him. Now we finally get him, and this is where the second half of the series begins, and this is where, like, shit literally hits the fan for the show. It's funny you say that. So, like, kind of going back here to, like, Cedric's death, right? Uh And I'll, I'll... I'll go off on a bit on that, but like Cedric's death really cements the, no, he's dead. This isn't a spell. He's not coming back. He's actually dead. So the, the game has changed. Bringing Voldemort in half at this point is fucking genius. I also, to kind of piggyback off of Basement's point, we were introduced to Voldemort, generally speaking, and we saw him in the back of that guy's fucking head in the first movie. Second movie, we saw Tom Riddle, so it wasn't really kind of him. And then the third one was all focused on Sirius being a, you know, supporter a or theater, a supposedly. Yeah. So the it was kind of a swerve in the sense of, like, you gradually got away from Voldemort to kind of pull the rug out from underneath. Because realistically, nobody thought that Voldemort was even a threat at this at this time in terms of being an underlying issue other than just, like, oh, there's some sort of bullshit shenanigans with the, with the Triwizarding Cup. And then going for broke and basically like, nope, nope, the big bad is back and fully has it, It's yeah. genius. He's always shown as uh, weak, like the weakened version of him. Yep. This is now the actual version the of him. And like if embodiment, yeah. And if you're if you're a kid the age made for this movie or below, you will be fucking frightened by this guy. He is intimidating. The actor does an excellent job and he does an excellent job throughout the entire series with Voldemort. Voldemort is a scary motherfucker, and up until I rewatched this, I would have swore that it was Voldemort that killed Cedric. You an inanimate fucking object. But um, it's fucking Rat Boy. Wormtail, yeah, Wormtail. Yeah. Well, he says, "Kill him." Yeah, he basically gives the order, and it makes sense because, like, why would he dare to use hands with the fucking? Exactly. He he wants he, he wants can, his first want. major kill to be Harry Potter because Harry Potter is the one who killed him, and that just feeds to. How big of an ego this motherfucker has. <laughs> the way yep. that Ralph finds moves as Voldemort oh is so fucking good because he doesn't he doesn't he move like a human being. He moves like a kind of like a snake, a serpent. Yep. Um, and we get that he's like slithering all the way, but it's more the fact that he's not fully a person. Yes, because anymore. even in the books, it's explained in the very beginning of this book. It's explained. That they have had to milk Nagini to help keep him alive in the form that he was. Forget about it. Yeah, all um, I can think of is to like come and them yeah. jerking off that fucking thing. <laughs> so the other thing I also liked about the revelation of the Death Eaters, right, is the I don't they don't necessarily show them all per se, but it's enough for one person. Yes. Only one person sees who they are, and it's Harry. So now you've added another wrinkle to the story, bigger part of like. Oh, Harry's like, I saw them there, and it becomes, and I know it's going to be fleshed out more when we get to what's her bitch face in the next one. Oh, God, um, yes. Oh, she's so he, good. Yep. Oh, I like, love to hate her. But my point is it goes back to that of, like, the whole idea of the only person who's on the good side that's witnessing all this is Harry. So if Harry Harry can't come out and say, like, go to, to Malfoy, like, I saw you, because no one's going to fucking, like, he'll, he'll, he'll be able to protect himself. No right. one will believe him. It's, it's just adds it's another layer. It's perfectly crafted. Because yeah. of where the story goes and where it's like one versus many, and also the fact that he comes back and there's enough doubt there for the people around, he comes back with a dead body. Yeah, 
right? And yeah. it's like, well, something fucking happened. <laughs> and then, like, they, they run with it, and they're, they're like, oh, no, it wasn't the Dark Lord. It was something, whatever they go with. I can't. They, I, they I do just cover up, yeah. Yeah, they, and it's it's perfect. explained it's explained further in the next movie because of what also happened during his summer with the Dursleys. Um, when we get there, we'll get there. But it's so it's good. also it's also said by Dumbledore in the last movie. You know, there's not many people that are going to believe the word of children. Yeah. There, there is also something I really want to talk about with this scene with mm-hmm. Voldemort and Harry Potter in the in the graveyard, that establishes something that I think a lot of people probably overlook. It's when they go want want, yes, and they interact. The way that they make it look like with the it almost looks like goopy or slimy or whatever yeah. like that is such a smart way. Of, I think it would have looked like shit if it didn't have that extra physics attached to it I to agree. make it look like the, like so, it just added something to I, the yeah. two colors interacting. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like if if the lightsabers didn't like I guess like spark off each other or whatever it, it wouldn't work. Where it looks but they did like a Dragon Ball Z like two Kamehameha waves fighting each other I, I do agree what you're saying like the added like, just, like physicality to just light yes well, plus it's, plus it's know, two that, very that, different spells too so it, it's it would make two sense different spells, be different but it's out of it's it's out of wands that both share literally the same core off of the same phoenix bird right oh yeah that's right yeah, like the, yeah. The, the plasma aspect yes. to it the goopiness because they do, they follow up the next movie. Every time they do it now, uh, moving forward, it'll look like that when they're like competing one versus one, mm-hmm. and it just really adds visually to how it should look. The uh, what do you guys think about the fucking ghost brigade that shows up? I really like his parents. Um, the Cedric thing was kind of weird for me. I don't think should, it should have first. Yeah, I don't think he should have showed up at all. No, I think he like, should have just. There's no that that if you delete him saying take my body back, uh, and he just takes his body back, I don't think it would change anything. Oh, personally dude, for me. Hold on, I, I'm sorry. I this just popped in my fucking head for a second now. Um, can I just say that it was a little irritating in the maze when Harry contemplated leaving Cedric to just go for the fucking cup. Why? Why was that even like? Do you remember there was like a brief moment where like they yeah, do a I slow? Like, I actually kind of like that. I like the fact you know, that he. But, it he feeds, thought about it leaving him behind Harry's for the glory. Compass. Yeah. Yeah, but they established that in the fucking the the water test where he I, went and sat. Uh, I, I, sat. I feel like it, in, in the leading up to that scene, they are like, yes, they get rid of Victor Crumb, but they're competing. They're like tearing each other's shirts for who's going to go first. So when he falls down and he has to think about it. It adds a bit more depth to the character, in my mind, at least, for him being like, I could go and get what I deserve. But it's it, OK. So the theme that comes in at the end of the movie, it's like you could do what's easy or you could do what's right. And it's like kind of in that vein of it would be easy enough for me to leave him behind because he already lost. But, you know, no, I, I understand they, that. But my, my point is that what he did in the water test kind of is against that, where he went back and saved both the sister and um, was it Ron or Ron? Ron, right? yeah. Ron. So he he kind of bucked the bucked the whole idea of the game and like I like fuck your rules, fuck this. I'd rather help people. If you yeah. didn't have that scene, I would agree with you and I and I would have loved it. But for some reason, it irritated me just because I'm like you already established that he's 
willing I, to. I get, I get what you're saying. It doesn't need to be reiterated. You don't need it twice, really. And I think the more powerful scene for me would have been the maze scene, not the underwater scene. Then, yeah, however, it, it seems like it's added just to add like. This is a reason that everybody should love Harry Potter and why the other schools kind of are like, okay, and why he gets second place even though he's last and should have been eliminated. <laughs> However, the difference is with that lake task, it was only the second task and everybody knew there would be one more task. This was the last of it. This was, okay, Harry, do you win it for yourself and say, fuck your schoolmates? Or do you help, do you help him and win it together? It, yeah, it, it was okay. And the 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 nitpick really lies with the the lake, I think, not yeah. the the maze. Yeah, yeah. More because the maze makes for me it makes a lot more sense and it Fuck works. This guy. The, well, the, the lake, the... however, is like it's because they're so vague with what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah. Exactly it, it, with the lake, he didn't was... know if they were gonna bring her sister out or not. So he's like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it, I'm just gonna take her uh, myself. I mean, for for me, it's not a problem because it. it like the, the uh, overarching theme of the movie, it's just, it, I don't mind it getting reinforced multiple times. It never really seems like it took me out of it, uh, but that's that's just me, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm just saying it's an irritation, but 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 my point, but the re- the reason I piggyback off this with Cedric is that like, of course it would make sense for Cedric to say like, can you bring my body back to my dad? Because I would think that Harry would be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He's mm-hmm. dead. And honestly, I feel like you could have just done it in a way where, like, oh, the wands detach and he falls, stumbles back and lands on Cedric and then grabs the fucking thing. I don't really think – it just seemed weird for him to be, like, there and first and be like, bring my body back. Well, no, because that's not how port keys work. Guess you need to be touching, but if you're not holding on, you'll be sucked out of the vortex and shot somewhere else. That's, that is explained in the, in the book. No, but I mean, key. like, uh, how how it ends up working is he runs to his body and then he and grabs says, onto Accio. it with one hand and then uses the wand to bring the port key over and grabs it with the other hand. So he's holding yep. on to uh, Cedric. With yeah, one well, I mean, while... I, I, I guess yeah, I see what you mean. Because when you're traveling through with the port key, you're not going in a straight line. You're in a vortex. That's the difference. Uh, you know what it is, okay. So sorry, it's it's no. it's not Cedric saying bring my body back. I just feel like the actual power of the scene uh, lands with his mom and dad showing up to support him, and I uh, I think I'd be okay with Cedric showing up and be like take my body back, but <laughs> then that old fucking guy just stumbles in. <laughs> well, that was the keeper of the lighthouse that they were held up in. So, but now I've got a bunch of questions. It's like, is it just like people that? Voldemort has it's not people that Voldemort has killed. What is it? What what's happening here? It is people it's Voldemort has killed. Well Voldemort didn't kill Cedric. And I'm here no, too. but no. But Wormtail used Voldemort's wand. Mm-hmm. Didn't he kill more than fucking Harry Potter's parents, this old guy and Cedric? Yes, but because it was connected with Harry, his parents are gonna be there to protect him. Why is this old man here? Because he was the most recent person <laughs> killed aside from Cedric. It's just, it's a weird. It's, it's weird, weird, yes, but you know what? <laughs> it didn't, it didn't kill it for me. It's just like it, it was like it was random. I yeah. get the, I get the like in, the other three have like actual investment in the main character. Mm-hmm. This old man is just like, God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> God damn these fucking kids. The one thing I want to add to this is um, House of Dragon. 
do you want to go mm-hmm. take a look at this part? Because, you know, that's how you film in the day with a dark filter over the fucking film. I can't stand day for night. It's the worst thing existing in Hollywood. It is, but you know why what? Not just they film did better. Night. I don't get it. Uh, the House of the Dragon looks fucking horrible half the time because you can't see what the fuck's going on. Yeah. All the colors are muted as shit because... I don't know what the direction was there. But I whatever. don't either. I mean, it makes no sense. But let's move on. Because we're all Anyways, most up. This is an amazing scene. Yes, this part coming up. Uh, this is the scene that almost brought me to tears. <laughs> that guy kills it, man. It's fucking oh, God, dead. Yeah. Mad-Eye Moody takes Harry to his office in order to help Harry calm down. Moody suddenly starts to change his appearance when he learns that he has run out of polyjuice potion. Moody tells Harry that it was he who told Hagrid to lead Harry into the woods and tell him about the dragons. Moody also reveals that it was also it was he who told Cedric to open the egg under water and that he gave Neville the book that led him straight to discovering Gillyweed in it. It Harry, was me all along. Yeah. Harry realizes that Moody put his name in the Goblet of Fire and that he bewitched Crumb. As Moody is about to kill Harry, Dumbledore, Snape, and McGonagall burst into the room and save Harry. Dumbledore makes Moody admit that he is an imposter and that the real Moody is locked in a chest. The imposter rapidly changes form, appearing like Moody to his own appearance. Barty Crouch Jr., a Death Eater working for Voldemort. The the tournament ends and the other schools depart. And that is the end of the description there. Um, Happy ending. (laughs) No, this is is probably... One of the most definitive, like, defining scenes in Harry Potter oh, for yeah. switching. And you guys were watching it with me when I was watching it uh, at the very end there. And, yeah, we're fucking joking around and shit like that. But the scene, <laughs> the scene when uh, he brings back Cedric and he's, like, fucked up and the crowd is cheering, it's really good. Like, this scene is, like, haunting. it well, is because everybody's cheering see, and then... The audience doesn't realize the condition that they are both actually in when they come back. It's be- so. But it's, it's also a telling... Haunting of, part of the scene, yeah. It, it's also telling of what happens moving forward, yeah. where he's the one that knows and experiences and everybody else is kind of, like, blind eye. And then, like, things turn when they realize the kid is dead. Yeah. And, that like, they... they fucking dad comes in and like the the, the scene written wise it's like okay this could be really fucking hokey but like he when he like the dad the, whoever the actor was fucking destroyed it because oh God, if you, yeah. you you like just That's hearing like when he yells that and then he yells yeah or whatever right that is fucking like the way he yells it I is like you yeah feel it's his like holy breaking. shit this guy is not acting anymore yeah <laughs> so, yeah I was saying earlier that, like, when it comes to Cedric's death, it's a plus and a minus. And I, when I say minus, it, it's 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 jaded for me a little bit. On the plus side, it's a heavy thing that is handled pretty relatively well in terms of the brevity and the weight of of the change of the guard. Of like, this is what's going on. Voldemort's back. All this, like, it it really helps establish the tone of this movie and the franchise going forward. Of like no shit shit's shit's getting fucking getting crazy now um with but with cedric's death the only complaint that i have is that i wish we met him one movie before you know what it's it's filled it up 
It's the same complaint that I have where there should have been two movies. Yes. Because yeah. you would have got had him one movie. Like he doesn't his character is so fucking non existent. Yeah. That like the emotional the emotional value I got from the scene is completely derived from the guy's acting. I didn't have any attachment to Cedric. I didn't give a shit about Cedric. Uh, yes, it's surprising that Harry Potter, that up until this point, if you just watch the movies, it's like, oh, it's a kid's movie, and they kill a fucking kid. And it's like, oh, my God. The guy's acting completely sells it as, like, the point being uh, of the gravity that it's worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, again, I agree with you a thousand percent. And we talked about this right before we came on. Even if he wasn't in um, previous movies, at, at least as, like, the same actor – at least have him like in passing or people saying, oh, Cedric Diggory or like being a character because Harry Potter has characters, side characters and stuff that have existed throughout fucking the show that are he, just Cedric background names. Is, Cedric Diggory in the books is mentioned at least five to six times before this book even happens. Yeah, and that's where that's where the movies kind of fail. Um, and in order to make it up, I do feel like he should have been in like, again. This should have been two movies, and it would have aided in so many ways, uh, especially with us feeling anything for Cedric Diggory. Scene itself was incredible with uh, him pass. I, I again like the Voldemort scene to this scene. It makes the entire movie worth it, even if I have like gripes. I, I like the entire movie, but like this is this is like nine point five out of ten, where the rest of the movie is kind of like a seven. Yeah, around seven, seven, seven point five. Yeah. I also, um, I don't usually. I'm not usually a fan of Dumbledore's speeches at the end of the movies. Oh, this one's fucking killer. Oh, yep. uh, This I've made a note here. I said this one is probably my favorite, um, just because it adds to the weight of every. I'm I'm fucking parrot talking like this. It's true. It's it adds to the weight of the movie and the tone change for the franchise. I just love how Harry Potter, this is why I will never let it. People don't like the fucking uh, writer or whatever, but Harry Potter is such a good teaching tool for young kids to like be good people. Yeah. And like the themes throughout, they change, but they're always in line with like things you should aspire to do. Uh, every time like Dumbledore or, or whoever, it, might, it, it was serious black, the last movie, but Every time at the end, they kind of wrap it up with, this is actually the theme that you've been watching the whole fucking movie, and now we're just going to tell it to you. But it's it's such a... Uh, they're always words to live by, and that's something uh, that you don't see as much now in movies. With, like, kid movies, a lot of them are just throwaway minions being retarded. Or, you know, like, this movie, these movies actually have value to them. To yeah. uh, like, and 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 even more so because they kind of grow with a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's and that that's been what we've been saying since the beginning of this this show in particular. This this is the movie that grows. This is the movie series that grows with the audience. And even from the start of this whole show, not just this episode, this entire show, this is one that had an entire generation locked in its arms as it grew up. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, there's not been another one that has been this good to go from book to movie to video games, you know. And probably I mean, why it still holds up as, as my favorite. I, I and I'm not saying it's the best, but it, for me, 
It's really hard to top this one. Uh, I just feel like Harry, Harry Potter thematically as like a, a, a tool for children learning and has a growing tool is on parallel. You can compare it to the people compare it to like Marvel's or Star Wars or anything else that kind of has that. It, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about storyline. I'm just talking about like what will teach you uh Yep. Lessons good morals that and you should values. follow. Yeah, where Star Wars does have like good versus evil, but it's very like surface level. This yeah. has some deep fucking things that go on in it, and it, it shows different aspects of human behavior. Harry Potter is like the books are better than the movies, and the movies are fucking pretty good. So, uh, if I had kids, I'd probably go along the the ride with them for Harry Potter uh, as soon as they hit the age to watch it. It's yeah. also not a not just like um, to to piggyback off what you said. It's not just before. It's not just for Harry either. You're talking about like how it's like for it, everybody. It, yeah, <laughs> all the characters grow through growth, and some yep. of the characters are tragic because they're when you learn about their actual storyline, it's like holy fuck. But mm-hmm. you get to see their growth uh, after the fact, and you get to. And I love the. We'll talk about it where it goes. I really love what they do with Dumbledore and Snape as characters uh, towards the end of the series. It's. It's genius what the what they do what she does writing wise with them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then you have the okay, Mad Eye Moody is now uh, Barnabas Crouch. So this is one fuck, fucked up thing that I find like the Mad Eye Moody that we get to know, and I really like this character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not him, but the next time we see him, he like, I guess Barnabas Crouch is a fucking amazing actor <laughs> he's the yeah, same character he's almost exactly the same yeah <laughs> so what's funny was i thought i i actually when i was watching this i was i i knew obviously the twist at the end with 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 the, yeah. the fake out and i'm like i needed to make a note of when the first time we see him drink polyjuice potion because so i'm thinking shows up after the fucking roof yep. attacks him Yep, yeah. basically, and I was like, Fuck. because my I, I was gonna have the theory of like, well, what if that's the really the him at the very, 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 very beginning, and then like the second time we see him, he switched over. But nope, it's like right from the get go. So yeah. fuck. It's as soon as he enters the school. Yeah. yeah, I do love how they allude to like uh, somebody stealing shit from the cupboard. I know you guys yeah, are you bringing polyjuice potion. Making polyjuice potion again? Uh, are we? And <laughs> even fucking moaning myrtles. Like I saw uh, polyjuice potion pieces or whatever in the pipes it's like okay they do like this this movie does a very good job of alluding to things but like really having it so if you're paying like really close attention you'll get it otherwise it's fine it just goes right over your head yeah yeah but um going back to the thought of splitting this into two movies they very easily could have sat there and done the first two tasks with the first movie and saved the third task and the entire maze with the Voldemort at the end for the second half of this movie. It's hard for me to pinpoint, and I'm pretty sure they probably thought about doing two movies. It's really hard for me to pinpoint where I would have stopped the first half for like it feeling (coughs) like a full movie. As you could say at the end of the second uh, trial, but the end of the second trial is kind of like, it's kind of like a not, I wouldn't be pleased as a movie goer well, with that add on to it, like they added on to with this with this movie with the ending of the maze i think of what would be a great stopping point probably the right after the second um test 
they'd have to really revamp how the second test feels because that's well, a very blase ending for me. I... Well, with that, no, because with that, with cutting the movie there, they would be able to show more of both of the tasks that were described in the book. So you would get more out of it than what we have already seen. And then at the end of that, to actually end the movie, it could end with Ron, Hermione, and Harry talking and just getting that sense of dread. Like, there's still one more task to go. I, I might have I might have actually went with them reorganizing some of how the book plays out in order to make the movie make sense thematically. Uh, and I might have even done like a Dursley beginning and have it end with the scene we start with, showcasing Voldemort still around, having him kill somebody, and kind of laying the groundwork for what the next movie is going to be. I just... The, the problem I with that, like though, it, is because with that, that's the foreshadowing of Voldemort being part of Harry's mind and being in Harry's mind. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't think I don't think I could take this movie and cut it at a certain point and say this is a good idea to split the. I'd have to rework the movie, and I think that's very possible. Like it. it if you had the source material and you're like, we're going to make this into two movies, I would rework a couple things. And I, I think you could find a very uh, like good climactic way to end the first half and start the second half with yeah. the source material that's there. I can't pinpoint it in the movie that was produced, though. All right. So with that sure. being said, final thoughts and ratings. We'll start with you this time, Baseman, unless you need time to think. No, uh, this was a very fun movie. It's a better, like, like I said, I don't know if you were here, Connor, but because I think you stepped away, but uh, it, it's it's a very good movie and a pretty mediocre adaptation. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, it, like, it, it really strips away the core story to make it work as a movie. Um, but the movie itself is a lot of fun. It's one of those movies where it's like, don't really ask questions. Just enjoy what you're watching. And it really only works because it's in the middle of uh, of the Harry Potter series. Because we already have the world established. That right. they can be so blasé with, uh, we're not going to build atmosphere. We're not going to do any of this shit. You already know what you're getting. Yep. Um, the acting is good in all parts. What the fuck is up with Harry Potter's hair? What the fuck is up with everybody having massive hair in this movie? The, the Harry Potter's hair... Haircut. In the in the in the first step, the first time we see him, I'm like, oh my god, is that a wig? <laughs> <laughs> it looks terrible. I don't know what he decided, but I don't know. They, they all have long hair, whatever. Uh, the movie itself, writing wise, it leaves something to be desired. Directing wise, it's really good. Uh, it's high high action, and they don't really waste time. I love some of the transitions that they do mm-hmm. to get from point to point. Like there, uh, there's there's one with, uh, okay, the only one I can remember offhand is ne- Neville. Like they're starting to learn to dance, and McGonagall pulls up uh, Ron, <laughs> and then you see Neville like kind of like, oh god, I guess I'm gonna do it too, and he kind of like gets this look on his face. The next the next scene is him dancing in a room preparing for, you know, like they're they're strung together really well. There's not a lot of like cuts that don't have transitions between them in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the 
I have to give credit where credit is due for the task of taking what's in that book and making it into one movie. They do a very good job. Uh, overall, what did I give? I think I gave Azkaban like an 8.5 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or an eight point two five around there. Yeah, eight point two five for Azkaban. I'm gonna sit the at the exact same place for this one. Eight point two five. All right, okay, decent rating, Connor. So rating wise, I'm gonna give the same thing as Basement did. Um, the, it's as much as I joked about like little nuanced things that I was that I was like a little like frustrated with. All soapbox arguments aside, this still holds up. A lot. There's still a lot of things that I really thoroughly enjoy about this. That could I knit? Have I nitpicked? Fucking sure, I have. Um, we all have. And there's and there's and there's things that like I wish they would expand upon, or things from the book they could have translated. But but again, give like what Basement said. Given the daunting task of what they had to condense down to one film, they got the message across. But more importantly, and I'm gonna fucking hammer this point home till the cows come home and beat this dead horse until it can't no more. What this, what this movie and what this, this book or you know this chapter of this massive story did was it changed the game in terms of okay this isn't like like kitty mystery bullshit like shenanigans like Disney Channel Scooby Doo level shit anymore someone's dead the Dark Lord has returned shit is is it's not hitting the fan but we're pushing it just a little closer to the blade now and it's 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 like it's right near the blade. Acting is is great by by pretty much everybody. The, the the really the only the only like as much as I bitched about the other stuff, the only real big complaint I had was just the impact of Cedric's death. But even even with not knowing you know much about him or having being like uh, taught his importance beforehand, it still carried the brevity with the with a cast of supporting characters. Um, hey, Hunter, do you think like the impact of his death? It, it's not. It was never personally impacting. But it was hugely impacting for the story. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it didn't hit me, but it hit me in what it would do to the story. I guess, yes. I, I, I just would have, would have, I, I, how do I put this the right way? I, I'm with you. <laughs> Make me know who this motherfucker is before you're off him and expect me to care. The point is, is that the, realistically, right? We've heard about death, and we've heard about like, like oh, so and so's died, and whatnot, and blah blah blah. It's almost like like I said, like Nickelodeon Disney Channel thing. Um, but to have death literally at your fucking front door, at your feet, the way it was done, ah, I couldn't. And I'm I'm nitpicking, but like that is so symbolic of like we were just talking about. It's a precursor to like Harry seeing some shit, load him up with some PTSD meds. And but but literally it is in front of them. There's no denying. There's no cover up anymore. There is a fucking dead body right at your feet. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? How are you going to react? And it's it shakes everything up because this is kind of the first major death. I, I say that with air quotes in terms of like, you know, overall, as far as who we've seen so far. And I just wish it had a little more oomph to it as far like if it was somebody Harry knew and had a little bit more weight to it. Um, I felt like it could have really, you know, impacted things on a larger scale because it's not like we really talk about Cedric really much after this movie, right? Uh, right, exactly. So it just that's kind of my only tip. But but again, that aside, um, and maybe flushing out more of the Triwizard Cups and again a little bit more explanation that Heather did already a great job of explaining what a magical binding contract is, which could have like little tiny shit they could have adjusted. But I mean, this still 
without remembering how the other movies were just from my own my own experiences this still holds up as one of my favorite if not my favorite of the harry potter movies so far all right uh, for me again there is so much that was left out that this it's still a good movie but I am in 100% agreement with Basement. It is not the best adaptation. So as, as far as what goes exactly. on, it's just... It makes it so hard because I want to love this movie because I love the book. But because of everything that was left out and just it just basically made a jumble of the actual story in a lot of ways, to me anyway... That going from the book to the movie, it's just like, there, there's too much missing. <laughs> there's, there's so many questions. I mean, as you yourself, Connor, have asked on this fucking show in and of itself, <laughs> and as JP asks every time we watch the movies. So it's, it, to have to take myself out of the movie to explain what's missing, it makes it harder for me to actually enjoy the experience of the movie itself. So with that, I'm going to go slightly lower in the scoring and give this one actually an eight. Oh, how dare you? No, I, I, could, I could get that. I personally, I'm kind of like while I was watching this, I'm like, I still think I prefer three. Uh, I, I only, I think I only went with the eight point two five, the same as three, uh, is because what a difficult what a difficult task yes to turn it into one movie and i have to applaud that i i do want to ask you guys something because uh there's two things uh the i, I while i was watching this like the whole rita skeeter coming oh, in God. i'm like what what is this okay what is this like widely fucking uh, distributed paper that talks about 14 year olds at school because they're part of the Triwizard Tournament. It's the most famous thing going on besides the fucking Quidditch Cup. everything in the world. Welcome yeah. to the pedo press. And it, 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 like I looked at the paper that they had, and they had written it in a way where it looked like a cup. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, you can't read that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> putting up words halfway through. Um, one thing I want to say about this movie, and I think this is also why it deserves praise, this is the movie. If you want somebody to be like... If somebody knows nothing about Harry Potter and you're like, we should watch Harry Potter, I'd probably show them this movie. In all honesty, I'd show them this movie over the first movie, the second movie, the third movie. The f like this, this one has yeah. – it's the most entertaining movie for somebody that knows nothing about Harry Potter in my mind. Yeah, yeah especially with those Rita Skeeter sections. I mean – there's no, like just in general, it, it has a bunch of action. It moves at a thousand miles per hour. Uh, I mean, you kind of, there's not a dull moment where yeah. the other movies kind of meander at times. And I love the meandering in the other movies, but I'm a Harry Potter fan. If somebody knew nothing about it, I'd be like, watch this and then tell me if you don't want to see where it started yeah. or where it's going, <laughs> you know? Because it establishes everything you need to know. It's the first time you'll see Voldemort. It gives Harry Potter credence. There's a lot of action. Like it just seems like the as a movie, it's probably the best as just a pure movie on a standalone basis. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Ten still answering a lot of questions that it's like, shut up and fucking watch it. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, if you didn't have any questions 
<laughs> I mean, people watch Fast and the Furious, okay? That's all I'm saying. So, like, <laughs> you can watch this and be just entertained, no matter I mean, if you I like st- Harry Potter st- or not. I stopped watching Fast and the Furious after the second one. <laughs> we need to watch all of them. Family. Three times over. That's we the next roundtable, and I'll that go. will be the one basement's in control of, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll control it. We'll all buy 17,000 fucking Coronas. And we'll sit down and we'll watch. We the won't movie. drink them. They'll just be oh, sitting Kelly. in a bucket next to us. You know what? We'll, we... We, all, we all have to shave our heads. No. <laughs> Family. Uh, I'm up for doing those on edibles. Okay. Oh, that's, the that's the only way. Oh, God. Right. So, with that being said, we're going to call it a night there. That was the Goblets of Fire, everybody, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yes. Now we move on to the evil bitch in pink. Oh god. I'm actually really looking forward to rewatching this movie because it's been a while since I've yeah, watched it and same. I fucking loved it. I did too. This is <laughs> this one is my favorite because not only is it the dark turn in full effect, you have Harry actually grow being a fucking man and telling a teacher, No, fuck you, I'm still gonna do it my way. Because there's something wrong with you. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching this one, the next one, and the last one. There is that in between uh, Deathly Hallows 1 that I'm, I guess I'm ready for. <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel like it needs it, to happen it, because bad. it needs to happen because it is the entire first half of the book. So. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just kind of like, uh, it, it does meander a bit. It does, but. It's, right, it, it it brings on a welcome to rest period after everything else that's been going on with this story. But it, we will it, get there when we get there. It's um, a necessary lull. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, I will be playing Hogwarts Legacy to get the next episode of that out. Because Wednesday and Thursday, my friends, is HGGM WrestleMania. 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 <laughs> Oh, goodness me. So make sure you are subscribed. You have that notification bell hit. And you are following our social media on Twitter at TheHornyGoat1. So you don't miss anything. And you are always, always notified at something new coming to the channel. Have a good night. And we will see you very soon.